is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. And you can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site there for free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. Dot com. Stephanie, uh, sitting in tonight for Mark, who is out at, I think, his volunteer fire guy meeting thing that he goes to once a month. So yes. thanks for coming in, uh, because I know thanks that you actually... Well, no problem. You actually came a, a long distance. You live, uh, what, like an hour and a half up the road or something like oh, that? Oh, no, only about an hour. It wasn't bad. Well, that's not so bad at all, then. Uh, well, thank you again for coming in. You are from your own podcast, uh, Pork Therapy. We've talked about it on the air. Had you that's right. uh, on the phones uh, as a guest and... Uh, pork therapy with a C. What is pork therapy for our listeners that don't know? Well, pork therapy is a podcast where we talk about uh, relationship talk from a liberty perspective. And uh, my sort of delusion of grandeur is that uh, we're helping create a voluntary society by improving people's uh, communication skills. So uh, that's an Mike important would... <laughs> thing in a relationship. It's true, or in all relationships, because you know any human interaction is a relationship, and you should be able to get along with your neighbors as well as possible. But Mike would say that we're just an entertaining podcast and we're just screwing around. <laughs> well, I, I, I would hope that you're making a difference. It's nice that when you can entertain and make a difference at the same time. And I, I think I that, that we do that on this uh, on this program, or at least I hope. I know that uh, people have said that we've made a difference, so I, I know that part is good. And people keep listening, so we must be at least entertaining, entertaining enough to, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, to get that to happen. Uh, so there's, as usual, a lot to talk about here tonight. Uh, you can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231, and that number is brought to you by SACL CAI. I've actually had a story here that I've been meaning to get to uh, that we haven't had a chance yet, and it's just, I guess it had to happen. I mean, all the stories about cops shooting dogs, I mean, we've we've talked about a number of them over the, the years here on this program. A lot, yep. Uh, they, I mean, they even shot the dog of the mayor in some town. So I don't remember which uh, which city it was, but just to just to prove that they could shoot anybody's dog and get away with it, they shot the mayor's dogs, uh, and Brutal. they got away with it. Uh, so yeah, it's it, it's they they go in, they do a police raid, and if there's a dog in the house, there's a good chance that unless you throw your body in front of the bullet, uh, that your dog will get shot. And you can speculate as to the reasons for that. Uh, you could say that they're just trigger happy, uh, that they're sadists, that they're they're sickos, that they just like to kill things, and that the they, or, or that they're just addicted to uh, the the rush, the adrenaline that they get mm-hmm. when they go into somebody's house and start firing uh, weapons. Right, and there's just not as much of an investigation that's done when a dog gets killed as opposed to uh, a human victim. Not to say they don't get away with that, too. They get away with killing humans as well. But. Of course, if you hurt their dog, then they charge you as if you're attacking a, a police uh, officer, a police yeah, officer exactly. even if it's biting you. So uh, there have been just story after Great. story after story over the years. Uh, one of the, the worst ones, uh, I think, was where there was a family on the side of the road. I think it was in Tennessee. They'd been pulled over middle of the night on a family trip or something like that. Uh, mom, dad, a couple kids, and a dog in, in a station wagon, basically. And they're pulling the, the, they pull the family out of the car, and they're doing their police thing to them, patting them down and doing the whole deal. And the father says to the cop, hey, our dog's in the car. Can I close the door? And that's, he tries to, to, to go and close the door, and the cop stops him. No, you, know, you can't do that. 
I'm in control here. I have to give you permission. So, of course, the dog uh, doesn't realize what's going on, doesn't realize the severity of the situation, and it's just a lovable little golden retriever or something like that. It bounds out of the car and starts running around and, you know, doing oh, right. a circle. Uh, you know, the dog hears people excitedly talking. He thinks, yeah. oh, playtime, let's yep. go. Mm-hmm. Yep, How wrong right. he was. And so he's running himself in a little circle, and he runs right up to one of the cops who then levels a shotgun and blasts his head off. Ugh. Uh, I mean, that was one of the earlier ones that we talked about years ago. And since then, it's just been incident after after incident. So it had to happen, right? Newsobserver.com, a state trooper who wanted to stop animals from climbing on his vehicles, trapped his neighbor's five-month-old kitten and shot it to death. Oh, I think I'm going to cry. Now, normally in the dog stories, uh, the cop's excuse is, well, officer safety, officer safety. No, it doesn't matter what it doesn't matter that uh, in, in one case recently the dog was in a kennel uh, yeah. when it was shot to death. Just the fact that there is a dog and the the cop is allegedly scared is enough to justify the cop shooting the dog. Well, there's barking. It's barking's very scary. Right, sometimes. and it could lunge toward it could lunge toward it could, you know, possibly bite the cop and apparently that's worth taking a life even though it's a, the life of an animal. And it's just so it's just so sad when this happens, but I mean, a kitten are we? Are they really going to try that excuse this time? Are they really going to say that? Uh, well, officer safety. Uh, <laughs> how are they going to excuse this one? Former trooper Sean C. Houston was charged in October with cruelty to animals and injury to real property, both misdemeanors, according to court records. The Highway Patrol dismissed him in January. So you you know already you're dealing with an unusual situation. Uh, in that usually the cops are never fired for this. Uh, usually, you know, they get a medal of bravery or something like that. For well, you're so brave to go in the house with a dog. Uh, in this case, they actually did fire the guy. Houston, 39, declined to discuss his firing this week, but in an appeal of his dismissal filed May 10th. Because remember, when you're a government employee, you can actually keep trying to get your job back. I don't know how many tries you get, but you can go back and like petition. <laughs> So this is something that's still outrageous enough for them to at least warrant some kind of disciplinary action until they can sort of normalize this with the population somehow. And then, you know, it'll be a, a paid vacation for a couple of weeks until things blow over. And then you think he's going to get his, his job back? I wouldn't be surprised. Well, uh, he says that the trooper contends that he was treated unfairly and he deserves his job back. Oh, he deserves it. Yeah, it's a typical government uh, employee mentality. Or even if he doesn't get his job back here, what he'll do is just go to the surrounding towns and pick up a a job at one of the police departments there. We've seen that over and over with a lot of these cases. Yeah, I I, uh, saw something in, uh, I think it was in West Virginia, where they actually tracked one bad cop Uh and they looked at his career of how he, you know, had to leave this one department but just went over here and went everywhere else. It's like the priests in the Catholic Church and they just keep getting transferred. When they abuse mm-hmm. oh, boys. John Stossel had a name for it on his show today. I was watching uh, Stossel's episode about uh, government schools and about how they they move the bad teachers around rather than right. firing oh, yeah. them. It was it was like the lemon shuffle or something like that. <laughs> and then have some that are just so dangerous to the kids. They just put them in a room, in a room. And, and they come and read the newspaper every day and they still get paid because they can't even fire these people. Yeah, mm-hmm. they brag about it, too. They, the One guy uh, was bragging about how they sit around and play dominoes all day long and play Uno and stuff like that. And they get paid 80,000 bucks a year. What <sighs> kind of person is OK with that? And just, yeah. uh, you know, this is. This is what I want my life to be. I come to a room every day and I sit in it and I read newspapers and play dominoes. And I wonder if anyone ever pointed it out to him that he was doing that at everyone else's expense. Like 
everyone else is getting stolen oh, from in does, order to fund he, his domino he playing activities every day. Job, Stephanie. He has. <laughs> hey, he's got a he's family. He's entitled to it. He has tenure. He has Excuse tenure. Me. He can't be fired. Well, the court filing says Houston, the cop in this case, uh, the trooper, was bothered by something climbing on vehicles parked at his home in Granite Falls, a small community about 170 miles west of the Triangle. He also caught a glimpse of an unknown animal that jumped out at him during the hours of darkness, <laughs> according to his appeal. <laughs> The trooper, who said he was concerned for the safety of his three young sons, so not even his own safety, he's worried about his kids here, uh, baited a steel trap with ham and captured a small domestic cat. When Houston tried to remove the animal, which did not have tags, it scratched him, according to his appeal. Then he killed it. So he caught the cat. The kitten was in a cage. And then he, oh, he shot executed it. a kitten. Isn't that just a metaphor for everything? Because it lunged out at him and he was scared for his kids, right? While it was in the cage. Wow. The petitioner didn't know if the cat had rabies or any other disease, the summary filed by Houston says. This is his appeal. Uh, the cat was hissing and growling and petitioner shot the cat. So now animals that have rabies, as the rabies get worse, they develop symptoms and you can actually tell. So if you've got it in a cage, it might make sense to actually leave it there for a few days and feed it and yeah, exactly. see if it does have rabies, if it has bitten you Maybe or if you cared about cats or cared about animals, that would make sense. Or maybe if you cared about your neighbors, you know, hey, this could be one of my neighbor's cats. Maybe I'll go knock on their doors and see if they've lost a cat or know or call someone. call the pound or something. Right. Know, know someone who's lost. You don't usually want to call the pound. You mean the Humane Society? Uh, yeah. Different, private. Very right. different. More Ooh. coming up here. <laughs> 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. More cat killing coming up in moments. MemoryDealers.com offers the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, Zimpax, and X2s, that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco, 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP, at up to 99% off list price. Memory Dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs, in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery. MemoryDealers.com this is free talk live you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll free 800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll free line 1-800-259-9231 you can join us on our website freetalklive.com that's the place to go those other talk show hosts they want to charge you for their sites ours is free it's got a whole lot of features and one of the main features actually allows you to influence the stuff we'll talk about on these very airwaves uh, simply by going to freetalklive.com and submitting something to it submit uh, a link to a video or maybe a news article or a blog post whatever it is that you find online that you enjoy you think our listeners might like as well you can submit it to the website and then other listeners can go and vote on whether they like or dislike it and the most popular of the the items on the site will make it to the top and the front page of the website so meaning we're more likely to see it in fact the story we're talking about here the trooper kills the kitten i'm pretty sure i pulled a couple days ago off of our website at freetalklive.com plus i know sam you wanted to talk about this uh, congress guy that uh, assaulted a kid with a video camera on the street yep. that's another one that we found at uh, at freetalklive.com and i'm going through them now looking for uh, other stories so it's all uh, completely free to you go enjoy at freetalklive.com now how many summers have you said i 
I'm going to change my life. I'm going to eat healthier foods, exercise more, and get back on track. Well, here's Mike Buck with how Na- uh, New Zealand's Nature Bee and their Plan B can help with that. Mike? Hello there, guys. And, you know, I got a great Plan B. But first, let me tell you, get back on track with Nature Bee, the best support your body could ask for. 100% natural plant pollen from Clean Green New Zealand, no pollutants or chemicals, no toxins, pure as it can be. And what's more important, you get every single one of the 22 essential elements our bodies are made of in Nature Bee. Good nutrition, healthier mind and body. Nature Bee, just what you need. All right, well, that makes good sense, but what about the Plan B? Yeah, look at this. A big six-month supply of Nature Bee, the best supplement on Earth, $99.95 plus delivery. And look at this. Another $99.95 worth of our great B-Slim weight loss program. It is free. That's free. It's a supplement with a meal planner, exercise guide, and even a measuring tape to show your progress. You call toll-free. We rush this great package to you. 1-866-834-8355 to New Zealand. 866-834-8355. Or click online to Nature's Beeline. That's NatureBee.com. All right, everyone. Get healthy with Nature Bee, and don't forget their 100% money-back guarantee. Call the Bee line right now. Just do it. 1-866-834-8355. That's 1-866-834-8355 or online at NatureBee.com. All right, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and you can call in about anything. Uh, Joining you tonight, it is Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. All right, so uh, we're going to continue here with the story out of uh, newsobserver.com. It is just shocking. Uh, It's unbelievable that a state trooper captures a kitten in a cage, sets sets bait out, puts ham out in a trap... uh, cage that would trap it in cat captures a neighbor's kitten and then proceeds to execute it i mean this is like the kid that used the magnifying glass to to smite ants on the sidewalk and burn them but this guy grew up and uh i guess didn't grow out of that stage and now he's taking it out on on caged small kittens and, and his, his, his claim is it scratched him and so therefore I guess he feels it deserved to be executed. Well, this is the guy. <clears throat> this is the guy who is pulling you over on the side of the road, who can give you orders that if you disobey, he can take you off to jail. I mean, these are the kind of people attracted to these jobs. Yeah, Ian, you have a cat, right? I do. Yeah. Does it ever scratch you? Uh, well, if you th- th- there's two cats. Uh, one of them is pretty shy, and if you try to pick it up, uh, because she spent like five or six years, pretty much her whole life in a shelter, and mm-hmm. nobody wanted her, and something awful clearly happened to uh, mm. the cat, and it's very shy. Uh, but it's it's very friendly. Uh, but if you do what it doesn't like, then it will, yes, absolutely scratch you. And in this case, the cat was captured in a cage, and that might upset somebody. I mean, it might upset right. a cat to be uh, <laughs> captured. It in is a cage. an animal after all. Yeah. So uh, so there's more to the story, though, because this guy wants his job back. And in his appeal that he has filed, because they did actually fire him over this one. There was no <laughs> the department didn't figure the, uh, out a way to really excuse this one. Normally, they have the officer safety excuse and they can just blow off cops killing dogs because everybody looks at a dog and says, well, you know, they, they could be dangerous. But it's pretty rare that you see a, a cat putting anybody in any severe jeopardy. Hmm. So what did he do before he killed the cat? What did the cop do as yeah, far as like he, his record? Did he have mean? a record? Right. I, I, that's a good question. Maybe we will find out here. According to the story at newsobserver.com, Houston 
Uh, again, he captured. He said he was bothered by something that was climbing on vehicles. That's why he set the cage out. Then, after it scratched him, he uh, he executed it. The summary says that uh, this is his appeal that he didn't know if the cat had rabies or any other disease. It was hissing and growling, and so he shot him. Next door neighbor Andrea Evans said the cat's name was Rowdy. So, as I suggested, <laughs> had he actually captured the cat in the cage and then done the neighborly thing and gone next door and knock knock, hey, did you lose your cat? Mm. How hard would that have been? He would have found out instantaneously that this was somebody else's cat, could have taken the cage over there, opened the cage, and everybody would have been happy. You know, we've got three or four cats that run around in my neighborhood, and I know where most of them belong to, you know, the, the houses that they uh, are taken care of at. And I, it, it makes me wonder, what is this guy doing if he doesn't even know what is if his, what pets his neighbors have? Is he really, you know, reaching yeah. out and talking to people? He wasn't Look, seeing that cat as a as a neighbor. He was seeing it as a problem, and he uses violence to solve his problems. So that's what he did with the cat. Now, I mean, to that point, I am not uh, the, the kind of person who goes around to try to get to know my neighbors. I'm just not that. Uh, I'm not that guy. I've mm. I've got a lot of things that I keep busy with, and I'm sure they have their own lives as well. Um, they don't come to me either to get to know me, right? So that door swings both ways. And uh, but but all that said, if I had an animal on my property that whether I recognized it or not, that would give me the reason I needed to go next door and say, hey, you know, do you do you have a cat? Is it missing? Because <laughs> I've got one here. I mean, that's the neighborly thing to do. And I think you can still be neighborly even if you don't have a relationship or even if you don't know exactly which animals uh, your neighbors own. It's just a matter of taking the effort and the time to reach out to somebody. This guy. All he wanted to do was take the effort to reach it to his sidearm, pull it out, and uh, you know, put a hole in this kitten's head. Five months old, by the way. Uh, now, again, Rowdy was the kitten's name. The kitten was mostly white and orange, was a birthday present to her son. Now, you guys on the radio can't see this, but there is a picture of Rowdy at uh, the very top of the article here. It just looks like an absolutely vicious, mangy, horrible... <laughs> No, Actually, it's, it's perfectly clean and well-groomed and nice and just cute. A, just a cute It was kitten. a cute kitten. Uh, it was a present to her son, so uh, I'm sure he's really happy. Evans, uh, and uh, what does this do to her son's, uh, I guess, view of cops, of the police? Because mm. typically people are raised with the, you know, the cops are your buddies kind of viewpoint. And, well, that cop just murdered your kitten. How do you explain that to your kids? I, I'm trying to draw an analogy to uh, the, the uh, what the military's doing in Iraq, but nothing great's coming to me. Now, Evan <laughs> said Rowdy could be mischievous, as kittens, uh, kittens sometimes are, but the trooper's tale of a wild and scary beast doesn't square with the demeanor of her family's kitty, she said. It was really very sweet, Evan said. He was never aggressive, even at the vet. Rowdy slept inside the house at night but was let out to play in the mornings. The Evanses and Houstons live in a rural area a couple of miles from the closest stoplight. Evans said people largely keep to themselves. When Rowdy didn't come home, the Evans family trekked around the neighborhood to see whether anyone had seen him. You know, like neighbors would do. Uh, more coming up here. 800-259-9231, the SACL-CAI toll-free line. A little bit more about the story here. Your thoughts as well. I don't suppose anybody can make an excuse for this cop, right? Well, I mean, he's making excuses for himself, but that's more. more. 
You can listen to Free Talk Live on the radio via podcast, the webcam, and our live streams at freetalklive.com. Not enough options? Now you can listen to Free Talk Live from any phone, anywhere. Add this number to your phone, 760-569-7752. It's a long-distance call, so make sure you're familiar with your phone's calling plan. The Free Talk Live listen lines are airing the latest episode of Free Talk Live 24 hours a day, including our live shows. Call 760-569-7752. That's 760-569-7752. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. And we're brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We've got a bulletin board system there with over 500,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about. Serious issues, silly nonsense. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. Sam joining us from ObscuredTruth.com. Head on over, enjoy his videos. Uh, Lots of uh, great documentary work, uh, news packages kind of stuff from a liberty perspective Mm. over at ObscuredTruth.com. Are you working on anything right now, Sam? Uh, Well, we are still in the middle of uh, a new crap video. Oh, that's right. But we had the, <laughs> you got hired to do that one this time. Yeah, well, thanks to the post office, I ordered like eight packages, had them sent here. Uh, can we talk about this on the Yeah, end? I think we can okay. talk about that. And I, uh, I sent them to Ian as Ian Freeman, and uh, the UPS Postal Service, despite getting like eight packages all in a short time, they decided to not once leave a note, knock on your door and say, hey, I've got these packages here. The name's not on the mailbox. You know, are these yours? Didn't do anything like that. Just sent them all back. So Ugh. those were all my props and, and tools and things that I needed to finish the commercial. So you've been set back by at least a week then. A couple of weeks, yeah, because I had to reorder all that stuff and sort out all the messes. I went to the post office and the lady's response was, well, this isn't FedEx or UPS. <laughs> when I, you know, I, I was pointing out that, look, FedEx will leave a note on my door that says first attempt, second attempt, and, and what they're going to do with it, a tracking mm-hmm. number you can call. It's easy. <laughs> you can reroute packages if they get uh, lost. I've done that before, uh, but not with the government post office. But, you know, she maintained that they don't take anything, uh, any government money. They are completely independent. But, of course, they're, they've borrowed, uh, I think, billions of dollars from the yeah. Treasury. Where does her pension come from? Yeah, she's pretty sure they're paying that with taxpayer dollars. She said that they weren't, so I got to find the uh, the sources. Mm-hmm. And that look sounds that a little up. sketchy to me. But anyway, that stuff started coming in, and we're uh, we're back on track. Plus, you've been working with uh, Pete and Adam from uh, Motorhome Diaries and uh, CopBlock.org. They're mm-hmm. putting an interesting project together that we're really not allowed to talk about, uh, but that should be coming out soon. Yes, so. that that video is done today as well. Once we are allowed to talk about it, we certainly will. Mm-hmm. So look forward to that. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one NewsObserver.com reporting on a trooper, state trooper, who has been charged with cruelty to animals as well as injury to real property. Uh, Those are both misdemeanors, and it's pretty rare that uh, cops will be charged with anything. And it's even more rare that a cop will actually lose his job over his on-duty actions. I mean, we've seen cops get away with murder. In this case, he didn't. In this case, he murdered a kitten because, you know, it's more important when you kill a cat uh, than when you actually kill human beings. But nonetheless, I'm not saying that this isn't important. Uh, I think it is. And it really shows some of the sadistic tendencies of uh, many of the people that are attracted to law enforcement. He was on duty when he did this? No. Uh, No, he was not on duty. Uh, It was at his house. Uh, There was 
some tracks being left on his car okay. at night. So, you know, the kitty's walking on the car, yep. uh, basically. And so he set a trap for the kitty, uh, caught the kitty, and then murdered it while it was in the trap hmm. because it allegedly scratched him. Uh, so we're talking about a kitty named Rowdy. It's a five-month-old kitten, and uh, he slept inside his house but was let out to play. And when uh, Rowdy didn't come home, the Evans family, his owners, trekked around the neighborhood to see whether anyone had seen him. And when she learned that uh, what Houston had done, Evans called the Alexander County Sheriff's Department. A deputy responded and interviewed the off-duty trooper before telling Evans there wasn't much he could do. Evans then went to speak with a county magistrate who issued a criminal summons against the trooper on the two misdemeanor charges. So apparently there was something that could be done, but the sheriff didn't want to do it. Official uh, oppression when they do that. The value of the Evans fam the value of the Evans family's injured real property was estimated at less than two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Now I don't know about you, but I feel like my animals oh, are worth more than two hundred dollars. No, no, no. You can just go to the pet store, get you another one. It happens all the time. Yeah, totally Gold replaceable. Fish and turtles. All those memories, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't you just matter. get a new one, it's it's exactly the same. <laughs> I mean, you're not suggesting that pets actually become part of people's family. and Right, that you create that a they, bond no, with no, them. No, that doesn't and, happen. Right. So she said that uh, Evans testified against the trooper at his December trial. She said Houston's sons had played with Rowdy, and she doubts his story that he mistook the cat for a stray. Evans said, we played with him out in the yard every day. I don't know how he could have missed it. Records show District Court Judge carlton terry granted houston a prayer for judgment continued what the hell is that a legal finding of guilt that doesn't impose any penalty the trooper paid 125 dollars in court costs that's a new one on me i mean sam you've been uh, Wait, a little it, more say, say it again it's a prayer for what a pr- he was granted a prayer for judgment continued which is a legal finding of guilt that doesn't impose any penalty. Okay, remember like when uh, one of your cases, or I think one of the driving registration cases in Keene, they mm-hmm. said they would just continue it or, or suspend Suspended the sentence. It's, I think it's similar to that. The prayer is his request. He's praying that the court uh, you know, show leniency on the, <laughs> on the kitten murderer. <laughs> Isn't that a little weird? I mean, look, I know that religious people, we'll get into the religious aspect of this here for a moment. Does that seem a little weird to any Christians out there that one would pray to a judge? Well, it, it's legal. Pray to the court? It's legalese. Yeah, I pray that the court take the following action. It's typically kind of how you they want you to summarize up their argument. I understand what you're saying. You're saying the word pray, meaning uh, something different in their legal well, language, it, legalese. But it's, it's like I, I'm saying that's expected of by the judges that the lawyers write in this way and ask them, you know, that they, they that pray, pray that the court would do this. So this isn't an uh, unusual uh, terminology. No, man, these, these black Everything means something different in legalese. What are the, how does somebody who's out there, I mean, who's a Christian feel about that? I'm not, I'm, I don't think anybody sitting in this room are, are Christians nope. tonight. But uh, that seems how like it's pretty blasphemous. About, I pledge allegiance to, the, to a flag, to a symbol. There's that too. To a clearly idolatry. So uh, the state highway patrol dismissed Houston on January 22nd, according to state records. He'd worked as a trooper about three years. Sergeant Jeff Gordon, a spokesbureaucrat for the patrol, said he couldn't comment, citing state personnel privacy rules. A hearing on uh, Houston's appeal is tentatively scheduled for August. So I hope that we'll find out what happens here, because one of the one of the things we're not so great at sometimes on this show is follow-ups. We really rely on you, the listener, to bring stuff like this to our attention, uh, because there's, well, I mean, it's really just Mark and myself, uh, you guys are, are gracious enough to come in and, and donate your time as uh, third 
third host on the the program, and thank you for that. But nobody, we don't like have a crack research team. Our listeners <laughs> are our research team, and the new website allows that to be better than it's ever been before. Where whatever's easy, most yep. important to our listeners is presented to us. So I hope that somebody will keep an eye on this uh, this case and. And if this guy gets his job back, uh, definitely want to know about that. Evans, by the way, said they got the dead kitten back from Houston the day of the shooting, but have had little interaction with him since. The children of the two families no longer play together. Evans, her husband, and children buried Rowdy on their property after a modest funeral, and to this day, she said, Houston has not apologized. Can there be any more icing on this awful, uh, just disgusting cake here? I mean, this is horrible it did scratch him (laughs) (laughs) yeah hey i'm the one that deserves an apology your animal's out of control walking all over my car at nighttime and and, uh scratching me when i put it in a cage here (laughs) it's crazy anyway just wanted to share that with you and thanks to whoever it was that submitted it uh, to freetalklive.com because otherwise it might not have come across my plate uh, so 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control of the airwaves. Now, you know, really this comes back down to uh, the real issue, the, the root problem with the government police. And I think it's worth pointing out in case there's new people listening. Uh, because you can point out all the problems with the police. It's easy to see the problems with the police and what they're doing that's bad and, you know, killing dogs and now killing kittens and uh, raiding homes and burning homes down and, and killing people and sh- shooting babies in their mother's arms. And, you know, we can just go down the laundry list of terrible, horrific, uh, anti-social things that these police do on a regular basis. That's easy to point out. But what's important to uh, to point out is that it's all happening because of the system. It's all happening because they have a monopoly on violence. They're the only people who can provide the services of protect, so-called protection. And they decide who gets brought up on charges. So mm-hmm. when it comes to them breaking the law, well, hey, it's a different story. Yep, different uh, different set of standards for the police, etc. Uh, and the, and the only way this is, the only way this is ever going to change is if we can marketize the uh, protection services. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Thousands of years ago, from the time of Moses to the time of Alexander the Great, Julius Caesar, and beyond, TrustedCoins.com brings you an incredible selection of authentic Greek, Biblical, Roman, and Byzantine ancient coins, all certified authentic by world-renowned numismatic expert, Ilya Zlobin. Transport yourself to the distant past now at TrustedCoins.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. That's where you want to go. And if you enjoy this program and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as three bucks a month. We'll take that money in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations around the country, bringing more Internet listeners on board as well and exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So you'll get perks too, like access to the AMP only call in lines, the AMP only forum, podcast, and more. Go to amp.freetalklive.com, get signed up for as little as three bucks a month. You can use any major credit card, PayPal, some alternative options are available as well. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
Now, Sam, actually, you'd mentioned before the show, there's this video, and we actually briefly mentioned it on the air. There's a video that someone posted over at freetalklive.com that I think has been going relatively viral, I suppose, uh, about this assault on the part of a congressperson. It was on the streets of Washington, D.C., a couple of young activist types, probably just some conservatives because it was a, they went after a, a liberal congressman. You know, there's very into uh, the two party mentality there. So I'm not taking either side. I'm not taking the kids side because I think, you know, I agree with their point, whatever point it was they were trying to make. They never had the, the chance to get to their point. Yeah, I have no idea why they were approaching him. They asked him a question and that's what prompted his response so I'll just play some of the audio here uh, from that. But uh, the way the media is talking about this is very interesting. And if you actually watch the video, and it is worth, it is worth seeing to see exactly how manhandled uh, the young man with the camera is by this congressperson. I mean, really, the, the, he grabs him by the wrist. He holds on to his wrist. He, uh, he grabs him by the neck. He pulls him into him and then kind of gives him a little side hug thing it's very strange yeah he looks like he's a cop trying to manhandle the guy and and put him under arrest and then when he did the the hand around the back of the guy's neck i thought he was going to bring him in and kiss him or something (laughs) it's very strange well i saw this video too and the first thing i thought was just that these are very controlling gestures and almost look like in a like a wife beater you know like an abusive spouse or something yeah when, well, when you said sick. that you'd said that in the studio at the yeah. time and it struck me as really i think uh, i said it looks like he practiced on his wife the way he was holding mm-hmm. you know the, he was holding the, the, the his wrist. wrist yeah very controlling so let me let me just play some of this audio here and we'll talk about the way the the media is spinning that what is very clearly an assault multiple instances of assault he didn't just bat the camera away or something like that i mean this was it yeah I, for me that would go over the line you know i get a lot of times somebody will hit my camera or do something like that but if somebody was holding me and jerking me around like that i would probably take them to the ground hi congressman how are you, how are you? Thank you. Do you fully support the Obama agenda? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> now, that's where the uh, the assault uh, begins after he sounds a little drunk. Does he sound like he might be? It sounds like an you? automaton. He kind of has. <laughs> Who are you? He kind of has uh, the the drunkard look to him, like the the flushed uh, flushed the face. Red face, yeah, the red yeah. face, like right somebody out. who somebody who's been drinking for a long time yep. and like McCain or. Yeah, well, and, and and who could blame him, really? I mean, for, for living in a place like Washington, D.C., doing a job like he's doing, uh, who could blame him for walking around during the middle of the day drunk as a skunk? <laughs> Continue here. Who are you? Who are you? Whoa, who are you? Who are you? Oh, whoa, who are you? I'm here for a project, sir. Tell me who you are. We're just here for a project, sir. Tell me who you are. We're just here for a project. Now, see, they're not even being disrespectful. They're, hey, we're just the guy here was for a, a project. Yeah. yeah. And he walked, the, the question he asked, what do you think about Obama's policies? How does that, how is that confrontational or aggressive? I think it was, are you in favor of Do you fully of, of support Obama? the Obama agenda? Yeah. Whatever that means. Well, yeah. Yeah. The way the guy's repeating himself, it's just very strange. Yeah, it's, that's what makes me think that, yeah, they might, that have been drunk. might be a little bit inebriated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just repeating the same phrase over and over. Uh, I don't sir, care about please let go of my hand. Tell me who you are. I'm just a student, sir. Ooh, creepy. 
<laughs> We're just students. That's all we are. I have a right to know who you are. If you all we are is students. I have a right to know who you are. Well, why would that be? Because I'm the public servant here. <laughs> why are y'all laughing? I don't understand. Well, clearly he's uh, serving himself and uh, and serving his buddies. But yeah, th- this is the mentality that, uh, well, they deserve to know whatever they want to know, that you should answer every one of their questions. And and good on the uh, the interviewers for not answering and not uh, bowing down, even while they that this man, I mean, he, he was holding his wrist for most of this encounter. Jerking the camera around, yeah. yeah. All we are students. So am I. Who are you? Who are you? Please let go of my arm. Sir. Who are you? Sir, 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 please. Congressman, sir. Who are you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think he's drunk because when the students said, when the guy said, we're students, he goes, so am I. <laughs> I mean, did you hear that in that last little bit you played? Yeah, there was something else. In, there was Somebody said something else at the same time and I couldn't make out what, oh, okay. what that was. Could so maybe he was responding to that. Maybe he wasn't. But Sam, you actually called this guy's office today. I did, yeah. What, I, how'd uh, that go? Well, the lady answered the phone and I said, who are you? <laughs> and she did she tell it, you? Huh? She said, I'm Kimberly so-and-so. And I said... <laughs> Have you? I asked her. You know, have you seen the video of uh, of the con- your congressman that you're working for? And she said she had. And I asked. You know, I just had a, a friendly conversation. It lasted about a minute, where I just talked about, you know, this guy is a public servant. What is he doing, going around demanding to know who people are and 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 uh, attacking journalists and so forth like that? That's really not acceptable behavior, and it doesn't seem like somebody who's interested in serving the public. And uh, you know, oh, thank you for your feedback. We'll uh, we'll get right on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now, what do you think? Typical. What do you think would have happened? Because I'm pretty sure this guy, his name is Etheridge. Uh, this Etheridge character, I don't think he's been arrested. What would have happened if the roles were reversed and the news interviewer came up and? Grabbed Etheridge's uh, wrist. He, he and, just asked, oh. "Hey, can I ask you a question, real quick?" And the right. guy said, "Oh, no, thanks." grabs his arm to if keep i were to there. grab somebody's yeah. arm and say who are you right tell me answer my questions <laughs> right oh my i would be they would call out the fbi for that in washington dc I, I mean they would go nuts they, they would have, have 12 officers respond with the sirens going and they'd come out and you know probably tackle me and everything else yeah that was a really good point to point out what would have happened if the roles were reversed because it's it's very dramatic Right, and this guy uh, gets away with it like it was nothing. Yeah, and some of the the, the way this is being talked about in the the news media, uh, let's see, alleged assault. Well, you do have it on video. I mean, is it is it really alleged? <laughs> when the touching is unwanted, and you're you're you know uh, sit, sitting there and asked to to let me go, let me go. What are you doing? That that's didn't Mike Tyner get charged assault. with assault for just like brushing against a police officer's arm? Good um, point. As a matter of fact, yes. Uh, one of the activists up here in in New Hampshire was at a at a park with some other activists, and the the police came up to harass them as they like to do. And at one point, the police told Mike that he could leave. But the cops were surrounding them, and so in order to leave the area, Mike had to go between two cops. And, and this so is all on video. It, yep, you all caught on video. He, he kind of turns his body to the side as he's walking through the cops to minimize his profile so as to make it less likely that he would uh, encounter them physically. But because he did brush up against one of them, and some would argue that the cop actually stuck his, his arm out and somehow uh, kind of 
I didn't really see that, that. But, you know, they uh, were close. But either way, uh, it wasn't anything serious. He didn't uh, run into him hard or, or try to, you know, shove into him or anything Definitely like that. Definitely not what you'd yeah. think I mean, of when I was, you hear assault. If I was walking in a crowd and bumped into somebody in the same manner, I don't even know that I would say, I'm sorry. Well, I would I, say, I oh, oh excuse me. You know, oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, I people mean, typically say you, sorry when they do that. You bump into people and not, yeah. like, hit them even. It wasn't even hard enough to where they would even maybe notice. Right. Well, this guy noticed because the cop was waiting for it. The the cops Mm -hmm. essentially did this on purpose where they knew that he was going to have to go through them in order to get out from the area they were being held. And so they basically set him up. And yeah, I don't know. Did he did they drop his charges or is he still waiting on court for that? I think think he's he's still still waiting waiting for court. court. So we'll let you know what happens. The wheels of bureaucracy turn slowly. And we had the same thing uh, after the Nashua 420 event when the police responded to the uh, hotel because of a medical situation. The canine cop, the guy that that had the dog barking in the uh, 420 video, I asked him, were there any arrests as he was in his car about to drive away? And he uh, throws it in park, flings the door open, jumps out, gets about an inch from my face and says, what'd you say? And he was hoping to do the same thing, intimidate me or have me put my guard up where he could pepper spray me or taser me or just beat me up or, yeah, who knows? It's the exact same tactic that you see with this politician. Like he's asking the, the student who are you and demanding to know who he is as if if the student had told him who he was he would have been like oh okay i'll answer your questions <laughs> yeah <laughs> people are control freaks he's only doing it for one reason power. alone and it's control right yeah exactly we actually have somebody on hold here uh, and i hope he'll stick through the news because he called right at the very end of this hour uh who claims to live in this particular congress critters district all right so uh, we'll see what he has to say here in a moment hopefully if you stick through the news hang with us jim more in a, uh, in a moment here hour two is on the way take control of the airwaves at 800-259-9231 how long can you hold your breath <sighs> not long after air water is the most critical factor for life there are dozens of toxic substances in tap water even pharmaceutical drugs that city processing can't remove sadly most bottled water isn't much better the chemicals in the bottles themselves are a serious health concern and a huge environmental problem filtering your own drinking water is the logical answer you'll have a much better quality of water and save a bunch of money too aquasana filters are thorough and more affordable per gallon than even pitcher type filters Aquasana is consistently voted the best choice by Consumers Digest. The filters are easy to use and install. Call 866-NO-BOTTLE to order or link online through freetalklive.com. If you'd like a 20% discount, and who wouldn't, when ordering online, use the discount code FTL. Again, that's FTL. Or call toll-free 866-NO-BOTTLE and tell them we sent you to get a great discount on all Aquasana products. Drink smart. 1-866-NO-BOTTLE. is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves if you dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line as we launch here into the second hour of the program. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. Stephanie's here from Pork Therapy, P-O-R-C Therapy, porktherapy.com. It's her podcast with one of the other activists up here, Mike Barsky. That's right. Guys, how long have you been doing that now? Oh, um, more than six months, almost uh 
I won't say a year, but less than that. We're working on uh, getting them on the Liberty Radio Network behind the scenes. So hopefully they'll be added uh, sooner rather than later. And we'll let you know when that happens. It, well, you'll know if you're on the Liberty Radio Network announcement. We're working on our crappy lists. audio quality. <laughs> so there's a certain level of standards that, uh, that I have. Ian and, has a high bar. But that's good because, because well, yes. what I've seen, though, is when, uh, when somebody's interested in getting on the Liberty Radio Network, presuming their content is good enough, uh, then no, if our content's they, not good enough. If if, no, you're saying your content's great. Uh, if they uh, if they don't sound good enough, then I give them suggestions as to how to make it sound better, and that that's good for them. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, oh, it helps certainly. Mm-hmm. So lrn.fm, if you want to uh, get signed up for our Facebook over there, that's a completely separate thing from this show. Uh, 800-259-9231. Last hour, we wrapped up the hour talking about this Congress person. Uh, what's his name? Etheridge, Bob Etheridge who was uh, on the street in Washington, D.C. as a couple of young gents with video cameras came up to interview him about, I don't know, some right-left political silly thing. Whatever the purpose of their questions, I don't know. No, 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 you're getting it all wrong, Ian. They assaulted him. They attacked him. He might like you to believe that. (laughs) Uh, Luckily, they had two video cameras with them, and the video footage has uh, been released of what really happened, and this guy lost it uh he seemed a little bit inebriated seemed a little drunk kept repeating the same phrase over and over again and uh and 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 assaulted this young man over a period of like 30 seconds grabbing him by the wrist put kind of uh knocking his camera away grabbing him by the neck pulling him uh pulling him in close i mean i'm it's just it's crazy what this guy did and all while on camera he must have been drunk in order to behave in that kind of a fashion with cameras obviously being held by both of the 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 young men in question here. or he's drunk with power and he just doesn't care or yeah. because he knows that he can get away with anything or he believes that he can get away with anything and it certainly looks like he's getting away with this because the news media is running cover for him uh calling it a confrontation or an alleged assault well and they're they're painting it painting the uh oh these guys are the radical republicans coming to do this yeah, I don't they're, even they're know just, who they are. Maybe they are Republicans. They probably are Republicans, probably very partisan. Uh, th- that was probably the purpose of their interview. Whatever. The point is, this guy went off the handle and was caught red-handed, and so he's apologized for it. Now, of course, if uh, if there hadn't been cameras there, then he wouldn't have had to apologize oh, no, at all. No. <laughs> but let's go to Jim in North Carolina, who stuck through the break. He claims, apparently, to, to actually be living in the political designation that this particular man rules over. Uh, Jim, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Steph, and Sam. Good to be with you guys tonight. Uh, and that claim that uh, you just asserted uh, is definitely most true. Uh, which which one? That he was drunk? Though, this man actually <laughs> claims he's uh, my representative when, in fact, uh, I never signed anything to make him my representative. Uh, I've tried to explain that to uh, Mr. Etheridge once before. <laughs> How'd that go? Twice. <laughs> and uh, apparently he claims to be not only my representative, but also uh, several hundred other, th- uh, several hundred thousand other people uh, in my geographic location who are just as baffled by this as we are. So... Uh, it's, it's, uh, it looks like the congressman's uh, definitely got lost in the sauce, as uh, I would put it, in uh, this encounter that he had with these two uh, citizen journalists. So but, you believe yeah, he? I, so I you believe he was twice. drunk? You you believe he was drunk at that time? I, I think he was lost in the sauce. Yes, I, I think okay. that's quite possible. Yes, <laughs> lost in the sauce. Yeah, that's like cute. That. <laughs> so what else do we need to know about this situation, Jim? Uh, yeah. Well, but before I get into. Uh, some more on Mr. Etheridge, I thought it was kind of interesting because the first story of the kitten deal was also 
Uh, about that happened about an hour or so away from where I'm from. That's out, okay. uh, just outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. So. I hadn't asked. I actually hadn't ascertained where that uh, was taking place. I had the website, but I didn't know uh, which geographical designation it was. Yeah, so, so tell me uh, more so about kind this. Of ironic uh, that uh, this all happened. Uh, you know, or the fact that. Uh, both your stories happen to be right from around where I'm from. Well, maybe uh, somebody related. from North Carolina submitted them to our website. I mean, anybody can submit stuff to freetalklive.com, so it might have been the same person. I didn't check that. Uh, but So what else did you want to say about this uh, Etheridge character? Uh, yes, he's quite a tall fellow. Uh, I've done a little research into him. Uh, Jim, does he when, have a reputation for doing anything bad or naughty? Uh, other than claim, walking, parading around, uh, claiming to be everybody's representative, he goes to Washington and spends... Uh, Whatever our, our tax money. Well, that sounds spent. naughty to me. <laughs> uh, yes, it's, uh, I consider him to be a tyrant, a thief, a robber. Uh, he probably does all sorts of other stuff. Uh, but he just recently, uh, from what I gather, got appointed to the, I think it was the House Ways and Means Committee uh, within the so-called House of Representatives. So uh, he's, he's climbing the political uh, pecking order uh, just uh. within the last year. And uh, I wonder if this is going to set him back. I'm not really sure. Uh, I'm not going to shed any tears over that. But, yeah. uh, so the Ways and Means Committee, that's one of the, the most influential uh, committees to get on, if I understand it correctly. And, and I'm not 100%. That's the exact committee. If memory serves, okay. I read that about six months ago that he he, he climbed. He's climbing, he's climbing his way up the uh, the Washington ladder, if, if you will. But, uh, yeah, hopefully. Uh, well, people will probably see this in a partisan way, like however they feel if they're a oh, Republican. Oh, that's how it's being reported. Oh, yeah, definitely. If they side with the kids' political political viewpoints, then they'll say, oh, well, uh, you know, the kids were in the right. And if they side with the Congress critters' political viewpoints, then, oh, he was completely just Right, and of course the Republicans can pretend like, well, we would never be, we would never behave like that, as though some yeah. Republican uh, congressman wouldn't get uh, S-faced and, and attack somebody. <laughs> I mean, come on. What, they, there's no difference between these people. It's just that the guy who happened to do it was a Democrat. Yeah, and there's yeah. certainly certainly examples of bad behavior on both sides. But Jim, you say he's not your representative. Didn't you vote? Uh, I I got out of the politics whole deal probably about a year ago when I saw that was going to be a completely uh, not in my best interest or best use of time. So well, uh, well, I've don't taken you... more of the uh, you guys approach and uh, tried to avoid these tyrants and uh, stay more or less out of their range. And Well, that's not uh, my approach anymore. My, my approach is to do whatever I want and then uh, deal with them as, uh, as they come forth. But I don't blame you for uh, keeping your head under the, you know, the, the waves uh, down there in, in North Carolina. Are you planning on coming up to New Hampshire? I will be seeing you guys in about, uh, what is it, about one week away. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, very good. The, uh, 16-hour journey up there. Uh, actually, I'd, I've met uh, Sovereign Curtis uh, when, before he moved up there uh, oh, doing some uh, Liberty events and stuff around here. I've met him twice, so uh, looking forward to seeing you guys, meeting you guys, and uh, seeing oh, uh, Curtis. I haven't seen him in about two years or great. so. Come well, on. it's going to be a great time at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, and we'll tell you, uh, our listeners, a little bit more about that. And thanks, Jim. We'll see you there. Uh, Porkfest is just over a week away, actually. So we'll wow, give you some more detail. Up. Yeah, we'll give you some more detail on that here in a little bit. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Let's uh, continue with your phone calls, and then we'll tell you what's uh, going on with Fija activist Julian Heiklin. We've talked a lot about what he's been doing recently on this program, has been kidnapped multiple times by the federal government, and it happened again a couple days ago. Uh, but first, or actually yesterday, first we go to Scott in Wisconsin. Scott, you're on Free Talk Live. 
Hi, Ian and Sam and your other guests. How are you yes, guys Steph, doing Stephanie tonight? Is here. <laughs> I wanted to, to bear with me a little bit. Um, I'm calling in on this oil spill, and maybe Sam would be updated, or maybe you. Um, they talk about this uh, catastrophe down beyond us. Um, we got reports that this was creeping around the uh, Florida down on the side of Miami. Uh, but anyways, uh, I heard last week that the EPA was down there doing ear tests. Ear uh, tests? <laughs> Did the you, EPA, the ear, doing the ear tests, you air know? Tests. Air tests. Air tests, gotcha. Oh, yeah, okay. This is nothing to be funny about, guys, because if this comes up by you guys, you could be affected by this. So listen up. They were talking about two things that they saw found in the ear that was high volumes of, and one was hydrogen sulfide. Okay. Okay. What's and, bad about that? Sounds bad. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think was, I would want any kind the other of. Other one was acid rain, right? I tell you what, Scott. You can tell us about uh, the the gloom and doom here in a moment. Hang on. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL CAI toll free line. I mean, if the air is polluted by the the oil, I certainly wouldn't. So the fumes or whatever from the oil seems like a serious situation. So we'll find out what else he has to say here in a moment. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. In the decades to come. Hardy adventurers will colonize the solar system, rediscovering freedom and finding vast new wealth. But the government of Earth will seek to extend its power and claim that wealth as its own any way it can. Escape from Terra, Volume 1, the first trade paperback collection of the popular adventure webcomic series, is coming this July for $12.95 from Big Head Press at BigHeadPress.com. is free talk live you are invited to take control of the airwaves bring up whatever's on your mind at 1-800-259-9231 that's the SACL cai toll-free line 800-259-9231 join us on our website at freetalklive.com the features are free so enjoy those on us and those features include things like our shrine of female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo to show they are indeed listeners or video by the way they could do that too to show that they are listeners of this program, go to shrine.freetalklive.com and see that for yourself. That's shrine.freetalklive.com. Now, every contest involves rules, and every winner knows the rules and how to use them to their advantage. Jurisdictionary explains how to use those rules step-by-step step inside the government court system. Forms, how to get evidence, how to move the court, set hearings, how to do research, draft pleadings, etc. It's all there. It's the leader in lawsuit self-help since 1997, and uh, we're told that uh, the average 8th grader can grasp it all in less than 24 hours. In fact, Mark tells me we're going to have the uh, the creator of the jurisdictionary on the program, I think, tomorrow. I'm not sure. I don't want to oh, great. nail down any dates, but coming soon, uh, this guy's going to be on the show, and so maybe he'll be able to give you some freebie tips. Uh, but you can go and uh, go to jurisdictionary. I presume Jurisdictionary.com. They didn't write that on this uh, this copy. So look for Jurisdictionary on the Internet. Uh, Sam, you've actually used it, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, it's uh, Dr. Frederick Graves. He's a former attorney. Uh, very good uh, foundational uh, lessons or basically uh, examples and so forth to, to teach you the basics. And even if you're hiring a lawyer, it'll let you know if your lawyer's doing the right things or not. 
All right, the toll-free number here tonight, 800-259-9231, as we continue here. Uh, Scott, yes, it is jurisdictionary.com, just verified that. Uh, Scott is in Wisconsin. Now, Scott, you're, you're calling in to point out that the oil uh, spill in the Gulf of Mexico may not be just bad from the perspective of water pollution. There may actually be some level of uh, air pollution that could be dangerous to humans uh, as far as their breathing is concerned and other problems, respiratory issues, etc. So uh, what what have you learned? Okay. Um, I'm, I'm concerned for you guys, too, up there. Um, the up two here. things that they tested for, one was, uh, again, the hydro- hydrogen sulfite. And I didn't do a study on that very much, but I heard that can attack the nerves. But the one that I was concerned about is called benzene. And I, uh, they found high levels down there. And I just went to Wiki to do my study. And if you allow me to read this, um, I would appreciate it if you would so people are aware of this. How short is this? Is this the benzene? Is this an article about benzene? No, it's, it, it'll, I'll read it fast so you, and, then you can, and then you can comment, all right? Well, it all depends on how long it is. Well, it's not very long. All right, all right go. go for it. It's long enough <laughs> so we have, we have knowledge of it. Go ahead. Okay, breathing benzene. The short-term breathing high levels of benzene can result death, while low levels can cause drowsiness, dizziness, rapid heartbeat, headaches, tremors, confusion, unconsciousness. And eating or drinking foods containing high levels of benzene can cause vomiting, irritation of the stomach, Dizziness, sleepiness, convulsion, and death. And I'll finish up. says, the major effects of benzenes are manifested via chronic long-term exposure through the blood. Benzene damages the bone marrow and causes decrease in the red blood cells, leading to anemia. It can also excess bleeding and depress the immune system, increasing the chance, the chance of infection benzene, I'll finish yeah, up. It's, it's bad. It's definitely bad stuff. I'm actually looking here at uh, an examiner.com article about this. And, and Scott, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. Uh, looking at a, a story here, toxins in the air from evaporating oil may pose a greater threat to Gulf residents than oily water. A recent report from the Natural Resources Defense Council analyzes offshore air quality data released by BP. The findings replicate conclusions in earlier reports that the level of toxins in the air is unsafe for humans. Nearly 70 percent, that is 275 out of 399 samples, I guess, of offshore air samples, had detectable levels of hydrocarbons and nearly one in five had levels greater than 10 parts per million, which is an EPA cutoff level for further investigation. Uh, Six samples exceeded 100 parts per million, which in a previous monitoring summary was labeled as the action limit. The report also notes that the BP sampling plan focuses only on workers on the large ships and appears to not include monitoring for the people on the approximately 1,500 small fishing boats helping to clean up the spill. I guess what what's not being... What I'm not seeing here is how far offshore are they getting these readings? If they're saying, mm-hmm. if they're saying that this is an unhealthy level of benzene, etc., and uh, whatever the other things were, the hydrocarbons, etc. No, it's probably a problem if it's in the water too. I remember in China um, recently there was a big uh, benzene contamination in one of the rivers, and people were drinking it, and getting exposed to it, and it causes bad health effects. Yeah, I would imagine that'd be really bad uh, yeah. to uh, to put that stuff directly into your body. Now, I know when you uh, smoke cannabis, if you burn it uh, and actually uh, with an open flame, combust it, 
Yeah, combust it. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Then it it produces. Uh, it goes from you know a few chemicals to like a hundred over hundred and fourteen, and one of those is benzene. Oh, really? So all of the pot smokers out there who are not using vaporizers and staying below the kind of four hundred degree mark where benzene starts getting created are getting low level doses of uh, of this chemical. Well, benzene can also be formed in some uh, sodas when there's like a chemical reaction between the preservatives and uh, vitamin C that they put in there. Hmm. It's, uh, it's at low levels, but yeah, it can be formed. Reports suggest the gravest threat to Gulf residents from the BP oil disaster may be lurking unseen in the air. There have been reports, rumors, and talk of the Federal Emergency Management Agency developing plans to evacuate the Gulf Coast for up to 200 miles inland <laughs> if the Wait, air becomes too can toxic. Can you imagine FEMA evacuating 200 miles inland, all of the people? What a, a complete and utter disaster that's going There'd to be. There'd be no way for them to... I mean, how could they do it? How could that be accomplished? Well, first we've got to set up checkpoints, and we can't let anybody in or out until we get everything organized. And people will starve to death. I mean, yeah. the, right. you, These you, are the people who turned away the water trucks in uh, Hurricane Tr- Katrina. And the same people that took the evacuees and put them all in the Houston, was it the Superdome or something? Mm-hmm. No, it was actually in Louisiana. They put them uh, in a dome thing there, uh, some one of those sports stadiums, and they and those folks were were... They weren't brought food or water for a lengthy period of time. And yeah, it got really unsanitary with all those people, too. And yeah, dead bodies, etc. You know, laying around in there as well. I, I, hmm. Oh, well, never mind. Yeah, so, but you're right. I mean, if, if they were to actually go through with some sort of mass evacuation like that, it would be incredibly uh, awful. <laughs> so They'd probably that, call in some branch of the military to help them out. Well, and would they guessing. be overreacting as well? I mean, would, would this... How dangerous is dangerous? Uh, I mean, is it really that... Could you just wear a, a gas mask of some kind or some kind of respirator breather? Right. So will they overreact uh, if if something like this happens? Would it really even be necessary in the first place? And say they do actually clear out 200 miles of coastline, um, what are they going to do with all of the people's houses and so forth? Are they is the military going to protect them from thieves coming in and? Ripping all those well, what happened off. in uh, in after Hurricane Katrina? Orderly uh, exit of people. From... They had the they had the military <laughs> and the, the they had cops occupying the streets and yep. they weren't protecting anything because people were still having their houses broken. But this into. may go on for years. How long are they going to do this? Yeah, it's, cr- it's crazy. I don't know if that's actually going to transpire, but certainly people are worried about it. And uh, what do you say to somebody? I mean, you're living in a place where there may be uh, some dangerous chemicals floating around in the air. Might not be a bad idea to leave if you actually think it's for real and it's really dangerous and that it's affecting you. I don't know where these samples were taken. I imagine they weren't taken that far away from the shoreline. More coming up here. You can take control of the airwaves. We'll probably learn more as time goes on, though. Glad I left Florida. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Use the coupon code FTL, that's FTL is in Free Talk Live, and sign up at HostGator.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at HostGator.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Just dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231 tonight. It's Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And 
all the features you'll find there we give away. So enjoy those, including archives. If you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They are yours for free. In fact, if you click into the podcast, you can go all the way back to the beginning of 2009, all free for you at freetalklive.com. Now then, looking for a reason to get out of Florida or wherever it is you are? Even if it's not uh, an oil spill that you're dealing with, you're probably still dealing with an incredible amount of government and oppression and ever-expanding rules and regulations and taxes and controls. And it doesn't seem like there's any hope, does it? At least that's how it felt for me when I was living down in Florida. I didn't really feel like no matter what I did that uh, liberty was advancing in any way, shape, or form. I, I would tell myself that what I was doing was important and you know, I felt good about what I was doing. I was reaching out to people and explaining what liberty was, but I wasn't seeing any tangible effects, uh, nothing immediate from it. And I have seen tangible, immediate effects since I've moved here to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project. I mean, I'm sitting in a room right now with other people who are like me, that uh, Stephanie, uh, Sam, you both made the move here to New Hampshire. I think, Sam, you've been here over well over a year. And mm-hmm. Stephanie, when did you come up? I've been here since 2006. So you're a, fair, a really early mover. Yeah, I actually moved around the same time as you did. And how's it been for you so far? Oh, I've had a very similar experience to you. I mean, I felt really alone when I was living in Massachusetts. Oh, you were in Massachusetts. Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> so close, but so, so far so away. So easy for you to, to move then. It was. Yeah, it wasn't a big deal. I was at a good point in my life to move, and I said, all right, I'll just do it. Are you Massachusetts native? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yep. So right after college, I moved up here. And uh, yeah, it's been a huge difference. I mean, I, like I said, I felt really isolated down there. I felt like there was nothing going on. I was surrounded by people who weren't of the same mindset. And when I came up here, everything changed. I made a lot of new friends and got really active in doing all different activities. And I, like you, have seen uh, results. And I think all of us are probably going, uh, am I right? We're all going to Porkfest, the Porcupine Absolutely. Freedom Festival next week. Yeah. Uh, it's happening in Lancaster, New Hampshire. It is a great experience. It'll give you a taste of what it's like to be here in New Hampshire, what it's like to be around hundreds of other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. I mean, we don't have hundreds of people getting together on a weekly basis here, but around the state, there are dozens of people uh, that get together in one area, dozens in another area, dozens in another area, and they come together and they socialize and they, mm, and they so work on projects. So many people here now that I don't even know any, everybody. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's impossible. There, there I mean, are yeah. people in Keene that have moved here that I haven't even met yet. It's, yeah. it's fantastic. There are yeah. competing events, you know, social events yeah. every day of the week. <laughs> So there's a lot to do right now. And when, uh, Stephanie, when you and I came up in, in 2006, it was a completely different situation. I, at least for me, it was. Yeah, I uh, remember like I would organize these meetups and people would come from as far as Nashua and Keene and, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Nowadays, people don't have to. I mean, there are always local things going on no matter right. where you are. And and and, uh, and back then, the at least here in Keene, there was like an age issue where some people who are of a – like. My girlfriend was saying that she was uncomfortable with hanging out with people that were, you know, a lot older, older than her. Mm-hmm. And even though I can get along with people of, of different ages, mm-hmm. there are some people that's just not comfortable uh, with that. And But now on a weekly basis, we've got people in between ages 20 and 35 uh, that are meeting and there's usually like – Two dozen of them, or yeah. at least a dozen, if not more than that, uh, yeah, just meeting and hanging like, out and, and building relationships. I actually feel like there's there's really good mixing between ages and, you know, we've men, is. women, people from all walks of life. Like, it's all good. And we're people starting to along. see more families showing up as yes. well. Early on, it was like the most hardcores and the single uh, unattached males, mostly, uh, <laughs> that, that were coming here. 
And now we're starting to see the people that have finally started to wrap up. You know, they've tied up some of their loose ends at home. Maybe they've got a, a business and they've got a extended family or something like that. It makes it more difficult to just pick up and leave. Uh, we're starting sure. to see families rolling into the state now, and and every year more people just start showing up. And one of the uh, the landing zones is porcupine freedom festival some people like uh michelle seven who we've had on this show uh one of the tax freedom advocates she's coming up she's making the move uh right right before pork fest she's moving to new hampshire and she's not she's staying um that happens every single year people will come up for the porcupine freedom festival some of them actually come up and they're not sure what they're going to do and then they decide to stay and they decide to stay like within the first 24 hours that <laughs> uh, that they've been at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So if you can make it up, it's not too late to get registered. If you can't even get registered, just come on up. Uh, it's 30 bucks the day of or the weekend of and it's $25 in advance. Go to porkfest2010.com to get registered. There's so much happening. Uh, we can't even get into the details, but the best part is being around other like-minded, liberty-oriented people. Uh, everything from family events to maybe uh, not-so-family events, depending on what your family believes and <laughs> what you're willing to show your kids. Uh, but porkfest2010.com, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T, 2010.com. It is going to be an I think a record-setting event. I epic. think they've already yep. yeah, <laughs> epic is right. They've already set a record for the amount of people registered for the event, and there are always more than that that actually show up for the for the weekend. And That's you, next weekend, by the way, starting Thursday the twenty twenty uh, fourth. And you can be part of the uh, forming of a voluntary society with the Shire yeah. signing uh, uh, ceremony. Talk about let's talk about that, Sam. What, what is uh, I mean? Because I've mentioned it and I've kind of talked briefly about it, but how would you describe uh, what will be tra- one of the things that will be transpiring at the Porcupine Freedom Festival? It's a uh, sort of a way to just for me. It's it's a way to publicly acknowledge uh, my beliefs in voluntary interactions in the proper role of. Um, a society should operate and not not be run. That's what we have today is a small group of people running society. I think society can operate in a way that people interact on a voluntary and, and consensual manner in uh, all areas of life. And it's, a, it's sort of a dedication or a declaring a commitment to those, those ends. Basically, what will be happening is people will literally be signing a statement that uh, we we spent some time on this over at uh, the Free Keen Forum, uh, the, the Shire Society section of this, where essentially we're creating an alternative society. We're we're creating an actual society that people will consent to join. Because if you look at the government's own papers, if you look at their own founding documents, uh, both at the federal level and likely at your state level, I know for a fact here in New Hampshire, they usually say something along the lines of governments were formed by the cons- are formed by the consent of the governed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the idea being that everybody said okay to this, and that well, you're just hey, you can you're you're here, you consented. Uh, you're is, you're a citizen, aren't right? you? You're this, an American. This yeah. is what society is. Society is supposed to be, by definition, a uh, a voluntary association of individuals who've who've come together for a common purpose. So governments are supposed to be societies, uh, but they don't act that way because they're not they don't act voluntarily. Because they never come to you and ask for your s- explicit consent. They never say. Oh, well, they say it's implied by you moving to a certain geographical. Uh, well, wait, I never moved. I was born in, in Dallas <laughs> well, and I social grew contract. up there implied, for most yeah. of my life. So I'm just born into servitude. <laughs> yes, the social contracts. Yeah. That's what, right. Well, that's, what if I don't want to, you know, take part in that too bad. social contract? Well, you can go somewhere else where they have a social contract, too. Well, no, thanks. I'd like to join a voluntary society, stay right here in the so-called land of yep. the free and we'll see who the violent ones are. So that's what we're going to do. And uh, so we've written up this very short statement. I mean, it's short enough to where we could easily read it here on the air. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, and it's it just goes over some basic points about voluntary interaction between human beings and our intent to uh, to form this uh, and join this society. And we've got this guy that I guess is a calligrapher, and he's he's an artist. He does uh, paintings and stuff as well. So we've got this. Uh, do we do hemp paper? What did we end up? Doing we did. It's uh, it's printed on these uh, massive sheets of hemp paper, which he <laughs> oh, said cool. are, are beautiful. I haven't seen seen. Yeah, it we yet. haven't seen the work yet, but uh, they're one on of, the way back. They're going to look good, though. I yeah. Think. So we sent it out. This guy volunteered his time to make it look really fancy, and you know, kind of the the, the whole purpose of this is to sort of ape. What the founding fathers did, right? Because when you talk to the government people about their system and how it's non-consensual and how you don't want to be in, in, involved in it anymore and, you know, I'd, I just want to live free. I just want you to leave me alone. Uh, when you talk to them about that, they say, well, you, you, live, in our, you live in society. Well, well, wait a minute. I never joined your society. Well, you are in our society. Yes, you are. You know, they'll, they'll make just declarative statements like, well, you are in our society. No, no. No, I'm not. Here's the proof. I signed on to this society over here. Yep. Oh, well, that's not real. That's not a real uh, society. Well, uh, how was yours formed? Huh? Right. Yeah. We've got people <laughs> who signed a document and it's just as legitimate. Right. I mean, if, if you can form a society by just having some guys sign a piece of paper, then that's what we're going to do at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. So we should have as legitimate a uh, a society as they do, except we won't be using force on people. There's more coming up. Have you ever wished that you could buy, sell, and trade in silver in your community? Dell Valley Silver has a no-cost turnkey setup for you. You recruit six to eight businesses in your area to accept Dell Valley Silver rounds as barter currency, and your wish is granted. You get paid, and you promote the use of real money. This isn't like so many other silver currency setups where it's really just a system to sell high-priced rounds. It's a free market system based on Austrian economics. DellValleySilver.com. DellValleySilver.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want. Take control of the airwaves toll-free, 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free. So enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. And Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You've got to do the shopping anyway, so you might as well shop at Amazon and save some money because, well, they don't have to pay all those uh, brick-and-mortar store prices to actually present the products to you in person. If you know what you want, go there, shop around. If you don't know what you want, they've got a great review system that makes it easy to uh, see what other people think about the products before you buy them. I, I'm a, I've always been a fan of Amazon, and it was great when we got the opportunity because they approached us years ago um, when they were, look, they were looking at uh, at. I guess expand, it was when podcasts were new. Uh, they were looking at expanding into advertising with podcasts, and they came on and asked us if we wanted to be a, an affiliate of theirs. And it's been mm. great for us. It's been great for uh, for Free Talk Live, and it's been great for our listeners because you get the stuff that you're looking for at Amazon's great prices, same great prices. You just enter through our portal, and Free Talk Live will get a cut of their profits. So start your shopping at Amazon.FreeTalkLive.com. Now there is there are a few things you can't get at Amazon, and one of them is going to be the Chartarum Original Motion Picture Soundtrack by John Shaw, which is brought to you by Think Twice Productions. Now, uh, for those of you who went to the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year, you met John Shaw. He was there with his video camera, 
And he is a uh, an independent filmmaker who has actually brought a bunch of at one point last year brought a bunch of liberty activists out to Michigan where he lives and shot a, a horror film uh, from what I understand and I guess he'll be debuting some I guess I think some intro scenes from the horror film and they will be screening uh, the soundtrack itself including tracks by liberty activists Hannah Hoffman and Nothing Project as well as Scottish gangster rap Epic featuring Touchmaster J and User Mac Friendly get your copy at Porkfest and receive a limited Porkfest commemorative beer mug. So you need to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival to experience the uh, the debut. Uh, so Porkfest2010.com is where you can go to learn more about that. You know Mark uh, – or Mark. Not yeah, Mark. Mark's not here. <laughs> Trying Mark, to hand me his papers too. Mark, yeah. Uh, Mark <laughs> is uh, is out doing his fireman thing tonight. And thank you, uh, Stephanie, for coming in. From oh, thanks far for having me. To, uh, to guest. Sam, you're always here, but thanks for yeah, being here. Okay. Um, I really appreciate it, dude. Thanks. <laughs> so here's what here's what we wrote up, and I say we because it was a collective effort. Uh, I, I I forget where I even found the basis for it, but I found something on someone found the, something online, like a Freeman type declaration yeah. that we started adapting. I think it might have been Elniel Smith, actually, the uh, libertarian author, but I'm not positive okay. on that. I, there's, it's all documented over at ShireSociety.com, which is a direct link to the forum in which we are uh, discussing. We we're discussing these things about forming a voluntary society, an alternative society for people to expressly opt into. That way they can say when somebody th- when some government bureaucrat says to them, well, you're in our society. Well, no, I'm not. In fact, here's my Shire ID. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. this proves it. See, uh, and here's I just figure I'll read the declaration. We haven't done this yet. So this is what will be signed at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And I think that what we should do after this is like take some photos or something like that of the signed document and scan, you know, basically get it into a computer form somehow. It's yeah. very high resolution. Put it up on a website for people to see and then have an electronic means of uh, signing your name to that as mm-hmm. uh, as well, so other people who are not at Porkfest can also join. I think the we ought to make yes, yeah, just a little thing that people can print out and sign, uh, maybe with a, just a few signatures on it that they can do in their local area. That's a great idea. That's all it takes. So all of those things should be done and uh, and will be done. But the first step is to form the society, and uh, so yep. here it is. So we called it the Shire Society Declaration. So it's kind of like a declaration of independence. At the same time, it's a formation of a voluntary association of individuals. We, the undersigned, witnesses to the lesson of history that no form of political governance may be relied upon to secure the individual rights of life, liberty, or property. Now, therefore, establish and provide certain fundamental precepts measuring our conduct toward one another and toward others. First, each individual is the exclusive proprietor of his or her own existence and all products thereof. Holding no obligations except those created by consent. Second, no individual or association of individuals, however constituted, has the right to initiate force against any other individual. Third, each individual has the inalienable right of self-defense against the initiation of force. Fourth, explicit voluntary association is the only means by which binding obligations may be created, and claims based on association or relationships to which any party did not consent are empty and invalid. Fifth, rights are neither collective nor additive in character, and no group can possess rights in excess of those belonging to its individual members. We hereby declare our commitment to peace, individual sovereignty, and independence, and join the Shire Society. That's it. Sign- signatures go under that. So I like it. Yeah, really simple, really straightforward. And it seems like all those things should go without saying. But I mean, well, probably status won't really acknowledge them. I guess if they're unless they're in a form that they'll understand, right? 
But that, that that's the for? thing, I think. You know, it's not a matter of getting the status or the, the established system to recognize and say, oh, well, okay, you're right, we're going to stop hurting people. Because I think it's pretty unreasonable to expect that they're ever going to do that, that they're ever going to give up their power and just decide, oh, well, let's throw in the towel here. I think it's going to come about by people just like this deciding for themselves that this is the way I want to live my life. This is the uh, type of relationships that I want to engage in. And it's not to say that... And you're just making it explicit by writing it down. Yeah. And it's not to say that, you know, I'm, I'm not going to have a driver's license after I sign this or anything like that, but it's... Well, because that, you're you're still being coerced. Yeah. Well, um, and it's a, it's about a dedication and a commitment. It's It's stating to me that... I understand this is the the moral and just and um, probably the most effective way to interact with others, and I'm I'm declaring that I'm committed to working towards that. And the more people that join in that declaration and start working towards that, the faster it's going to come about. I mean, that's just the way it's it's going to happen. Absolutely, the more you speak about your ideas and think about your ideas and act toward your ideas, the more likely, the quickly, uh, the more fast they will come about. And Porkfest is a perfect example of this. If you look at all the things that are going on, the uh, Alt Expo is bigger, there's the Agorist Alley where all Mm -hmm. of these people are doing exactly that. Yeah, it snowballs. Engaging in these uh, consensual uh, agreements without going and begging some uh, government bureaucrat with guns backing them up for permission to do it in the first place. Right. You're talking about the Agra Alley where there's going to be various different vendors selling wares and selling Doing uh, services. And, right. Yeah. And of course, of well, you've got to have a license to give tattoos. Well, not at Agra Alley, you won't. <laughs> and I, that's another like indoctrinating statement that I think we've all been programmed. You have to have a license. Well, no, clearly I can, you know, like you were, you were speeding or you can't, you can't, uh, drive without wearing your seatbelt, or you can't drive without having insurance. You have to have a permit for that. Well, clearly, I was just engaged in that activity, so I can yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. What you're saying, the is, lack of a piece if, of paper didn't stop you from taking that action. Well, the, the, what the what the bureaucrats are saying is, well, if you go and do this, then we're going to use gonna violence you. against you. Yeah. Right? They just don't want to say it that way, so they come up with this illogical a statement that, well, you can't do that when obviously you're sitting there doing it right in front of them. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, well, we've got pieces of paper that say you can't do that. Yeah. And they're backed up by men with guns and the cages to uh, to throw you in. Um, you know, Sam, you're right. People are working towards this voluntary society, and it t- you have to go in steps. Mm-hmm. And so clearly, uh, signing the Shire Society Declaration isn't going to make the state wither up and, and disappear from our lives. But the more people that embrace these ideas, that embrace the idea of, uh, of rejecting the coercive state and embracing uh, voluntary interaction between human beings, the more people that do it. And this gives them a way to do it explicitly. Like, look, mm-hmm. I'm putting my name on this. I'm pretty serious about this. And I think that's, I think that's an important step for people to yes. go beyond the, the, uh, the point of discussion, to go beyond the academic level of, well, this should work. Well, let's try it. And that's that's kind of the be- this is kind of the beginning of that uh, that process of trying to, of creating rather not just trying but creating a uh, a voluntary society for people to act within. And I think that eventually, you know, the ideal situation we've already got happening now in New ha- New Hampshire, mostly in Keene, but across New Hampshire, if somebody gets a speeding ticket, they don't pay. They're willing to go to jail at fifty a bucks lot a of day, are, yeah, mm-hmm. or 
like I got away with once, uh, actually giving money to a local charity as opposed to the government. They accepted that, and so I'm going to try that every time. That you know, if I don't feel like going to jail that week, I might try that, and if, if that won't work, then I'll go to jail. Uh, but uh, so there there are ways to get to get out of essentially giving your hard earned money to the government agents. And so we've got people who are refusing to go along. They're refusing to obey. They uh, they are still going to the court because they don't want to get charged with failure to appear and all that. But so they're still again going through some of the steps. But eventually, it would be nice if we reached the point where. The cops knew who the Shire Society members were, yeah. and they knew that they weren't going to get any money out of them, so they just said, ah, let them speed. Who cares? What the activists are doing with all of their different approaches is they're showing people the gun in the room. They're making that you know, completely transparent and saying, look, this is what's backing up all of your flowery language and so forth. It's just because you're willing to use violence. Yep, and if we have enough people who are willing to step out of the government society and step into the voluntary society, if once we get enough people that are willing to do that and act free and you know put on a private Shire plate on their car, exactly. they, they won't it mess with us. They're going to realize that it's a losing game because they lose people every time they go in and resort to violence. Hour three's coming. What if the key to achieving liberty in your lifetime was to move together with others who think like you? Liberty activists are joining the Free State Project, which is over halfway to its goal of 20,000 participants. And they're already making the move to New Hampshire. The successes are piling up and are proving the Free State Project is a real movement and no longer just a great idea. When you're planning your move, consider Keene. Keene is famous for its civil disobedience and non-cooperation, and there's plenty of political opportunity as well. From demonstrations and vigils to outreach and volunteering, there's a lot going on in Keene. Keene is also the undisputed Liberty Media capital of the world, with television, talk radio, newsprint, and more, all originating here. Though it's more than just activism, with regular social events each week. See what's happening at freekeen.com and get connected with video, audio, the busiest Liberty Forum in New Hampshire, and more at freekeen.com. That's freekeen.com. Talk Live. We are launching into the third hour of the program. You can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. As we launch here into the third hour tonight, it's Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. And you can again join us. Uh, our website, by the way, freetalklive.com, allows you to actually influence the stuff that we'll talk about here on the air. Of course, the best way to influence uh, the on-air content is by calling in. But... Absent that, you are welcome to submit uh, your suggestions to our website at freetalklive.com. You create a free account and you enjoy all the features, the chat room, the cam, all that stuff. It's all free. Uh, But the main feature of the site allows you to submit uh, news stories, blog posts, video, audio, whatever it is you find on the internet that you like. In fact, if it's not somewhere else on the internet, you can just write something up on our on our own website. So you can create your own little post and it doesn't link to anything. It's just there on our on our forum. Some people have done that before and that's got gotten some questions voted up for the show, that kind of thing. So you don't have to link to something. Uh, but when you put something in, it creates an item on our on our website, and then other listeners can go and vote it up or down, depending on whether they like or dislike it. And the most liked items within a certain time frame are promoted to the front page and the top of our website. So uh, see it for yourself and get interactive at freetalklive.com. Coming up, we'll give you an update on what's going on with Fiji super activist Julian Heiklin who is expected to come to New Hampshire, but after what happened to him yesterday, 
I don't know how it's going to work out because he was again attacked by federal thugs. We will give you the details here in a little bit. But first, Rob is on the line in California. Rob, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Stephanie, and Sam. Rob, Ooh. I hear somebody. <laughs> Rob, let's put Rob back on hold. Maybe he'll come back later. Hmm. Meantime, blogofbile.com reporting on an email sent by Julian Heiklin, who's apparently out of his captivity, which is a good thing. Uh, because most recently, before this incident I'm about to tell you about, uh, just a couple of weeks prior, he was kidnapped by the federal thugs for doing fully informed jury association outreach uh, out front of a courthouse and held for something like 10 days. Uh, and, and before that, they, they arrested him and, and drugged him, put him yes. in a psych ward. Yep. And <laughs> and, uh, and, and they, so then they I think they null the charges. Yep. And so basically he was held for 10 days and punished and will not be facing a trial. So, again, uh, just I held. Bet he never got apology for that either. Of course not. In <laughs> fact, it's he's been arrested multiple times. And so they know exactly who he is, and they know exactly what he's out there to do. And he's out there to do fully informed jury association outreach. You can go to FIJA.org to learn more about them. It's a great organization that gives gives the people the tools they need to let jurors know they actually have the ability to uh, to vote not guilty based on their feelings about the law, uh, on their feelings about whether it's right or not. Not whether the law was broken, but the actual law itself. So if you go into a courtroom and you're a juror and the case is a drug, ca- a drug case and you're like me and you think drug drugs should be legalized, that, uh, the, uh, that they should be fully decriminalized, that the drug laws are bad, you can say not guilty even if they caught him with a pound of marijuana in his arms. I mean, even if the, even if the facts are clear that, uh, that he was busted breaking their laws, you can, as a juror, say not guilty. So that's the and point this was of used, feature. Wasn't this used during a prohibition of alcohol? To, yes, uh, and slavery as well, as as I understand it, to right. to essentially set people free who were freeing slaves. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, some cool history there. Yeah, it's a really powerful thing uh, within the system that people can do to affect change, and that's why they don't want you to know about it. That's mm-hmm. why the federal goons are out there when Julian Heiklin comes out harassing and arresting and assaulting him and that's where uh, we pick up the story this mm-hmm. happened yesterday in manhattan where he's been multiple times he's just kind of making a, a circuit around the northeast going to different federal courthouses and i can tell you that up here in new hampshire we do fija outreach on a, a monthly basis yeah i was going to mention that too we never have trouble when we go no. to the local courts or There's i've no never problem. had trouble anyway but we haven't gone to the federal courts yet and didn't, done uh, didn't outreach. someone go to the federal court in Concord, some of the activists down there? I think they did, and they were threatened with arrest. It wouldn't uh, surprise me. I, I haven't yes. heard the details about that, but that's what I Julian Heiklin was planning on doing next week. Right. So the day before Porkfest, he was going to go to the federal courthouse in Concord, and I think we could have a really nice turnout to oh, support yeah. him. Yeah, he's uh, a Fiji rock star. He just right. tours around. <laughs> so I, I hope that he'll make it up here. But let me share with you what happened to him yesterday. Uh, This is his uh, email that he sent out. I arrived at Foley Square in Manhattan at about 11.20 a.m. It was a warm but cloudy day. Soon thereafter, I was met by four activists from the Philadelphia area, one activist from New Jersey, and another from Suffolk County at the end of Long Island. At 11.55, we proceeded to the U.S. District Courtyard. I was met by several Homeland Security police officers. Before I even took a pamphlet or the jury info sign for my tote bag, Deputy Federal Marshal, Marshal Hernando, or something like that, placed me under arrest. I immediately fell to the ground. He does this every time. Mm-hmm. And by the way, I think he's uh, 79, if I'm not mistaken. He's, he's, he's up there in, uh, in his age, which makes him even more heroic in my book. So before he even got any of his materials out of his bag, he yep. was arrested just for, for standing there? Mm-hmm. I was cuffed very tightly behind That's my crazy. back and dragged into the courthouse. It was painful, and the capillaries in my wrists were broken. 
I was continually handcuffed, mostly in front. Sometimes when I was in a cell, always alone, the cuffs were removed. My property in the tote bag and in my pockets, as well as my glasses, sweater, cap, belt, and shoelaces were taken away. During this time, I didn't move a muscle or make a sound, except once, when they really inflicted pain, I moaned. The guards asked a lot of questions, including if they could take picture or take my picture or get fingerprints. I never answered. The guards considered this a refusal. I was moved from cell to cell, since guards kept changing their minds as to whether I should see a judge or go to Bellevue Hospital for evaluation. My pants kept falling yeah, down. Yeah, because anybody who remains silent is obviously crazy. crazy. Uh, my pants kept falling down since I had no belt. Finally, I was put into a wheelchair and taken to a paddy wagon to be delivered to Bellevue Hospital. While there, the nurse took my blood pressure, temperature, and blood to test for sugar. Then she discharged me, and I was returned to the federal courthouse and put into a small cell facing the wall. By then, I had to urinate badly, so I urinated on the floor. (laughs) The guard came rushing in, said that if I did that again, he would beat me into S and break my bones. He then wheeled me into the urine. The federal guards were more articulate than those in the New York police and the correctional system. They had a three-word rather than a two-word vocabulary. They said F, S, and faggot in all sequences and meanings. Hmm. While I was in the urinated cell, these are just really professional. Friendly. yeah. 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 So you're, you're servants here. You're, you're paying them. Uh, while I was in the urinated cell, Robert Baum, an assistant federal defender, and Lindsay, his assistant, came to see me. He agreed to be my temporary standby counsel. After talking to me, he talked to the prosecuting attorney. She agreed to let me be released on my own recognizance without bail if I would have my fingerprints and picture taken. I agreed. This was done, and I went to court handcuffed. The magistrate set a court date for July 20th of this year. What were the charges, even? Not made clear. I mean, if it's trespassing, you you have to tell the person to leave. If they just arrested him as he walked up. They didn't tell me that, and they arrested me for trespassing out here at the jail. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no problem. Uh, Baum had all of my... Mr. Baum had all of my property, and I was taken to the magistrate's office to sign and receive some papers, released at 5.20 in the afternoon. So uh, basically a six-hour ordeal in the -hmm. the hands of these captors. Uh, Not until I was about to enter the courtroom was I given my Miranda warning that I could remain silent. Until that time, the guards tried to get all sorts of information from me, but I was mute. Uh, The court date of July 20th is just to set the conditions for the trial. I'll plead not guilty and ask for a jury trial. It's not clear that I'll be able to get a jury trial. After I was released, I went to the New York City Police Headquarters to reclaim the property seized from me. The property office was closed and I was told to come back tomorrow. Left for home and arrived at 7.45 at night. And he goes on to thank uh, the activists for the support out there because... He's not alone, thank goodness. The people, as he mentioned, uh, four people came out to support him. And I just wish that in a place like Manhattan, you could get more than four people to turn out to support an awesome activist like Julian Heiklin, who comes out and who is, you know, in his late 70s, almost 80 years old. Mm. Obviously, you're in a little more frail condition at age 80. No matter, you know, even Jack LaLanne was in a little more frail condition at age 80 than he was at, you know, age 50 or, or 40. Uh, so clearly he's he's frail, but yet he's coming out and he's putting his safety on the line. Yeah, he's, he's doing something really spectacular. Incredibly here. brave, this guy. And I mean, I will put out a, a Pork 411 the day before going to court and get more than four people showing up. In For little, an arraignment. Little keen. Yeah, yeah right. So uh. it's just so sad. Manhattan. Well, wait till he comes people. to New Hampshire. Four people in Manhattan, and they came from Philadelphia and New Jersey. <laughs> they weren't even from uh, Manhattan. Wow.
Yeah. That just shows the value of being here in New Hampshire. <laughs> Absolutely. And I hope that Julian will come up here uh, next week as he is scheduled to, and we can show him what support really means outside the federal it. court here. And we'll see if they make a move then. Mm-hmm. Uh, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Nestle Juicy Juice, creators of the Juicy Juice Brain Development and Juicy Juice Immunity Fruit Juice Beverages. For more information, visit us at JuicyJuice.com. When it comes to staying healthy, the digestive system is a great place to start. It's 70% of the immune system. Look for kid-friendly foods that are high in fiber, like popcorn and yogurt. Prebiotic fiber helps the good bacteria in the gut flourish, while simple sugars like high-fructose corn syrup only help the bad, leading to bloating and discomfort. For more tips like these, visit us at Parenthood.com slash Your Family Today. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Tonight, it's Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. we give you the features there for free, including our webcam. You can watch and listen to the show and actually get interactive and chat with other listeners because the chat room and the cam are built into the same page on our website. Go to cam.freetalklive.com to experience that. It's free, of course. That's cam.freetalklive.com. And the cam is brought to you by memorydealers.com. They offer the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers, including SFPs, GBICs, XFPs, NPACs, and X2s that are 100% compatible with all major networking equipment manufacturers, including Cisco 3Com, Foundry, Alcatel, and HP at up to 99% off list price. Memory dealers can also offer customized solutions for your transceiver requirements, including private labeling. Memory dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs in stock and ready to ship via overnight delivery at MemoryDealers.com. Let's continue taking your phone calls. Rich is in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Stephanie, and Sam. Rich in New Hampshire, going once. Yeah, since you were talking about the FIJA, that is to say Fully Informed Jury Association and Julian and so on, mm-hmm. I thought it would be good to tell you about this uh, workshop that we're having at Porkfest. Oh? Precisely, it's going to be a panel discussion. It's going to be at, on Friday, the 25th of June, from noon to 2 p.m. during lunchtime at the Picnic Pavilion. And one of the speakers is going to be Julian, assuming that he makes it there. Yeah, assuming he's not arrested the day before Porkfest. Uh, exactly. And, and apparently James Babb, now this is, I'm not the one that uh, invited these two, but apparently James Babb is another activist who's been touring the country and... Yeah, he's been doing uh, the, not touring the country, but he lives in uh, the Philadelphia area, and he was there when Julian came out to Philadelphia, when George Donnelly, another one of the activists and someone who was planning on moving to New Hampshire, came out. So George Donnelly and uh, James Babb came out to support Julian in his Fiji outreach, and it was... Not the first time. The first time they were threatened uh, by the police and or the uh, the, the court security, and then the uh, the second time was in a different location. They were threatened again. I think it was like the third time that they went there mm-hmm. uh, that uh, that George Donnelly was arrested for apparently having a video camera. The first time they were there, they uh, somebody told them if this. you get too close to me with that camera, I'll take it out of your hand and ram it down your throat. So yeah, well, James Bow was Ian loves playing. It's a great clip. It's one of my favorites. <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, so. Well, I'm- I'm glad you know more about this than I do. Yeah, James uh, Babb was there when that uh, clip was recorded, and he was there to witness George Donnelly being taken away and uh, and arrested by these federal goons who are now uh, charging him with assault on a federal officer for apparently standing there with a video camera. 
and uh-huh. he's he's facing years in prison now. Not James Babb, but uh, George Donnelly. And it's my understanding that, that the first affidavit conflicts the second one. Oh, I haven't gotten. I don't know hmm. about all those I, details. I think I was listening to somebody who was talking about it on Liberty Radio Network, uh, one of the sh- one of the podcast shows, and the host was saying that uh, the first affidavit said that he never touched anyone and so mm-hmm. forth, and then when they came back and redid charges, that all of a sudden he had. Uh huh. Can't say. Funny I'm how that happens. And I'm sure you know whoever wrote the the one that is turned that does turn out to be a lie, they'll be brought to justice. I'm sure. <laughs> So, uh, so what else do you want to have to say? Uh, what else do you have to say tonight, Rich? Well, uh, Ofer will be talking about FijaNH.info, which is a Great New Hampshire, site. yeah, New Hampshire specific site for Fiji activists in New Hampshire, and then I and my friend Bob will be uh, talking about how to approach people, and we'll get into some details about how we how we hand out brochures, what we say to people. Very simple. Give us a couple examples, Rich. Well, basically, what what we do is when people approach, we simply say, good morning, jury duty, this is for you, and place the brochures in their hands. That's it. How many people would you say take the brochures, Rich? About 19 out of 20. Yeah, I'd say that's, that's accurate. pretty good. Yeah. 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 The less and, you say, the better, I think. That's probably yeah. true. I, I, my only concern about that approach would be, and I, clearly you haven't had an issue because you've been doing it for a while, uh, would be that some, some people in some jurisdictions, you know, some political designations, might try to come after you for jury tampering with a, with a line like that. Jury duty? Uh, in, in case, instead, if you just offer it to anybody who's coming up, then you might have a, a better case that mm-hmm. you weren't necessarily targeting uh, the, the jurors. I don't know... If, it seems I've, like something they would that, do. Well, I've done it that way, and I've also, the other line that I use is, uh, hi, would you like some information on your rights as a juror? Yeah, that's the one I use. And that one works great. Yep. And and we get probably 80, 90 plus percent of people mm-hmm. taking it. Just usually the people that don't take it work for the court, typically. And even they took it in the beginning when we first started doing it. So. Right. Yeah, we've actually had defense attorneys come up to us and say, like, thanks for what you're doing. Mm-hmm. This is great. We're glad you're here. Oh, we oh. actually had that happen uh, the other week as well, where a couple really? of people uh, told us that they appreciated that. Because what had mm-hmm. happened uh, the last time we were there, because we're there every single month here in uh, in Keene, New Hampshire, doing oh, yeah. this outreach. And uh, I guess they, they called some jurors back uh, the second time around. And uh, apparently that's policy or something like that. But uh, but they so we found out that they'd come back, and one of them, one or two of them, actually said some really nice things to us. Sometimes we get some people saying nasty things to us, but it's to be expected. Mm-hmm. Well, so far the nastiest thing we've encountered is a scowl or a no thank you, and mm-hmm. you know something like that. But all in all, people are friendly. Even the people working at the court, even the attorneys and judges and cops, we ex- exchange pleasantries and. Yeah, and Rich, every now and then, one of the lawyers will ask for one of the brochures, and we'll certainly give them to anyone who asks. Rich, I've been there with you a couple times doing FIJA in Grafton County, and uh, I mean, we've had cops and sheriffs drive, drive by, and we've never—I've never had any interaction with them at all. Have you? Yeah. Uh, no more than a good morning. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yep, so, totally so you didn't actually way. have the sheriffs come out and tell you to stop holding doors open for people and <laughs> don't be courteous. <laughs> well, we don't—we don't stand right in front of the door. We actually stand on the walkway. Which is a good, I don't know, hundred feet or so from the from the door. But yeah, we often the court point, is set back a little bit. Yeah, we often point to the door and say, you know where to go. You know, right through those doors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, box. people actually ask us for information sometimes. Like, where's uh-huh. the bathroom? Mm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really a great. It's a great activism, uh, Rich. And I'm glad you're going to be doing this panel at the Porcupine Freedom Festival to give people. You know, some real life experiences uh, as to what it's been like and, and how easy it really is. I mean, all it takes is 
you get the flyers. You can go to Fiji.org and you can download a PDF and take it to your favorite printer or print it out on your own uh, printer and or you can order them from Fiji. I mean, there's multiple ways to get your hands on the the, uh, the paperwork. I think one of uh, the activists up here actually wrote to Fiji or called them or something uh, and said, hey, you know, we're doing this every month. Would you be willing to donate some flyers to us? And they very graciously gave us a, yeah. about a thousand of them. They have a program that I think they do that for just about anybody that's willing mm-hmm. to, uh, that's pretty cool. to go hand these out. I'm willing to pay for some flyers. I mean, it's not yeah, that it's expensive not that to go to oh, yeah. Staples and have them bring some flyers up. Plus, uh, what we did is uh, the guy that's doing it here, the, the kind of the organizer, if you will, he uh, kind of took the PDF and modified it. So we've got the freekeen.com. Oh, cool. Uh, that's useful. Yeah, we've got the freekeen.com actually printed on the back of the flyers. When we first started, we had a stamp and we were stamping every single mm-hmm. one of them. And so actually having it as part of the printout looks a lot more professional. And yeah, I think they're doing that in Manch too, like creating uh, area specific ones. So this is one of those things, Rich, that people who aren't in New Hampshire can do, right? Absolutely. Now, our objective is to have a Fiji outreach at every single court where they have jury uh, trials. And hopefully, by example, this whole thing will spill out more into other states. I hope so. There's really no excuse. If you've got four activists in your area, then there's no excuse for you not doing FIJA. If you think it's important, that is. If you think Fully Informed Jury Association Outreach is important, and I think I certainly think it is, that's great inside-the-system stuff that can really make a difference, and it takes just a little bit of time. Yeah, it's easy. It takes about an hour. Rich, yeah. we'll see you at the Porcupine Freedom Festival and look forward to it and talk to you then. And make sure you stop by while we're on the air and we'll have you on uh, in person, okay? Thanks, Rich. 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area? Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Just dial in toll-free. Bring up anything, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website, freetalklive.com. News updates about the show, you can get signed up and receive them in the ways that are most convenient for you. We've got emailed updates. You can get on the Twitter profile or Facebook. So whichever one of those three is a better delivery system, you can sign up for the one that works for you or sign up for more than one. Uh, You can do it free at news.freetalklive.com. That's news.freetalklive.com. Now, Mark is uh, out tonight, and Stephanie has graciously come in here. And uh, Sam, as always, thanks for being here. But uh, Mark can't read his live reads, so I'm going to uh, to attempt to uh, to do this one, even though I don't have his baby Jack. Go in. <laughs> uh, how soon do you want to start teaching that child special to you about the ideas of liberty? Well, Mark figured that he couldn't start soon enough. <laughs> An island called Liberty is a picture book for children, and he reads it to Jack, his son, all of the time. It's kind of like Rothbard meets Dr. Seuss. It's simple story, graceful rhymes, and beautiful illustrations on every page will make it one of any child's favorites. Go to freemarketunderdog.com, see some examples in order today. 10% discount for listeners of Free Talk Live if you use the coupon code FTL, an island called Liberty at freemarketunderdog.com. Oh, that was good. Thanks. Let's continue here with your phone calls. I think the uh, we got the caller's name wrong earlier, apparently, or the uh, board op did. In California, we are going to try blah, blah. In California, you're on Free Talk Live. What's, up, What's on your mind tonight? It's, it's bra bra, dude. Now they got it wrong uh, twice, apparently. Bra bra. 
<laughs> as in brother or as in the uh, woman's uh, apparel? No, I, actually, I just, just playing around. <laughs> I've called it before as brainwashed, um, but I saw gotcha. I saw that name on like a show. I thought it was funny. Uh, like the, the woman's name was Bra Bra. I thought it was hilarious. But anyway, um, first off, I wanted to say I thought the the, the the new Sunday show, and I think that's awesome. And just when I thought it was, you know, just uh, it wasn't getting going to get any better, you you got uh, um, you know all these uh, the new female guests and everything. I think I think everything's just great and. That, that uh, the interviews with Alex Jones, I thought were awesome. So Apparently, the Alex to... Jones thing, uh, by the way, Mark and I were on Alex Jones's show uh, last week after we had him on our show prior to that. Apparently, uh, the Free State Project is reporting that they're getting fifteen to twenty signups a day, or something like that, from that That's, from wow. that interview. Awesome. Because yeah. I was yeah. I was pimping it fairly uh, heavy while uh, while yeah, I was you, on. You guys covered the cool. issue and did a great job of it. Yeah. Well, I, I originally started uh, listening to him, and then I listened to you guys. And I thought, wow, you guys make a little bit more sense here. You have solutions and stuff. I thought, you know, hey, that, you know. So I, I, I think it was great. But I, I called in about, um, well, you know, I was talking to a girl, and I was getting kind of down, and, and she told me, she says, you know, you need just you need more confidence in yourself. Well, you know, more self-esteem kind of thing. And I, you know, and personally, I'm one that is like I'm I'm like anti ego, you know. I, I really don't like people that have like this egotistical attitude and they think mm-hmm. they're just you know they're they're you know, hot to trot. They're, they're so great. They have you know the greatest cars, the greatest everything. And I'm just like you know what I'm against that. Were you asking so this girl hard. out, or was she just telling you you didn't have enough confidence? Wait, was that again? Were you how were you interacting with the girl when she told you that you didn't have enough confidence? Just kind of flirting with her, and I don't uh-huh. know. I, and she like came out and told you directly that she thought you weren't confident enough. Yeah, I just, I just, I just, you know, I was just like saying, oh yeah, you know, I'm just gonna, you know, oh my life sucks. I'm gonna end up with some toothless, you know, trailer trash, you know, crack whore. Or something. What was this? I'm sorry. What, what was this? <laughs> what, what, what was the uh, the scene here? I mean, how had you known this girl before, or what? Can you paint the picture? I work a with better? her. I work with her, and I kind of like, you know, I, I kind of like, you know, talk to her here and there. And, yeah, I think she's a great girl. We're, we're friends, you know, and, you know, she doesn't want to put it, push it past that, whatever. But, I mean, mm-hmm. aside from that, I was just, you know, oh, you know, oh, oh, with me. Oh, I'm going to end up with the crack or whatever. But, but you know, I'm, but yeah, I'm well, that doesn't seem to uh, project very much confidence if you if you are yeah, predicting your future in that way. <laughs> yeah, know, well, you I might know, create a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you right. know, but I'm just. Do you want to hear my advice about confidence, bra bra? I would love to. I would love to hear Stephanie and what she has to say about this because she is the host of Pork Therapy, so this is a perfect call for her. But do you actually have a question? I mean, we haven't really gotten to that that too. What? 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 Where's the breaking line between being like too egotistical and you know having self confidence? I mean, because I I really like I'm saying I'm like anti ego. I don't have an ego. I'm a really modest person. So you want to sound modest, but you also want to project confidence at the same time, right? Yeah, exactly. Sure. Well, I think um, not deprecating others is a way to sound confident without sounding like a jerk, right? What do you mean, deprecating? I, I um, that well, term. some people try to fake confidence by making fun of other people, and I think that just oh, makes you look that. bad. I never do that. Never. Okay. That's, I always feel, you know, that's, that's bad. I don't want to, you know, make someone else look bad and make myself look bad. That's well, not but definitely, right. I, I've always hated that. If that's you're saying I mean, that I, you're going to, you know... If you're Wait saying a minute. That, does ego have to go along with confidence? Do you, do you have to have ego in order to be confident? I don't think that uh, yeah. it's. I think it's 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 kind of like uh, passion and anger. 
the two, somebody can be up there and be very passionate, and some people will see that as anger while others see it as passion. Mm-hmm. I think the same is true for ego versus confidence. It's kind of a fine line and open to interpretation to some extent. That's, that's what I'm thinking, Sam. I mean, it just it just seems so, it's like, how do how does one, you know, not be egotistical but show self-confidence? And, you know, I mean, that, that I, fine line is, is just what I'm, uh, what I'm trying to get at, you know. I, sure. I think it's just, uh, you know, be true to what you're about. Know who you are. Know what you stand for. Know what you believe in. And, and like uh, yourself, genuinely. Yeah. And, yeah, work on improving yourself. I think uh, what you said about, you know, you were making some comments about ending up with a crack whore or something like that, making fun of yourself, basically. <laughs> some people do that because they think it makes them sound modest or down to earth, but it really doesn't, as this girl indicated, it makes you sound like you're not confident. And so if you say those things, Ian is right, it's going to become a self-fulfilling prophecy. So if you don't actually feel confidence, my suggestion is to fake it and just, you know, act like you're the most confident <laughs> guy in the world. I mean, true to oneself, you know, I mean... Well, it, eventually it will be. I don't want to lie. You know? Well, fake, you fake it till you make it. Exactly, right? fake it till you make it. <laughs> you, you, you're living into, that. you're creating what you want for yourself and you're living into it, basically. It's the, it's the do be have formula. You you look at the people who are confident, find find some examples or some role models of people that you would say, yeah, this is this is what I want, this is who I want to be. Oh, yeah, that's a great idea. Sort of Emulate them. Look at the at the things that they that they do and start doing those same kind of things and eventually you will learn to become or be, you know, that I guess possess those characteristics in your personality. That's the being part. Yeah. And then you will have the things that the confident people have. Right. There's, and, there's and, no dis, there's no dishonesty there. You're not saying to lie or to or be dishonest in in how you're handling yourself. Uh, it's just that you're t- you're telling yourself who you want to be, mm-hmm. and you're 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 working toward becoming that by acting as though you are by taking yeah, exactly. some of the same steps that people who have gotten there, or or taking up some of the same patterns that those people have in their lives. Right, and always stay positive too. That's a very important piece of advice. If you're um, making fun of yourself or making fun of others to try to make yourself yeah, look better. Right. Um, that's not going to reflect positively on you. But if you always have an upbeat and positive attitude, that projects confidence. And I think the I think the other thing to uh, just keep in mind is that you know not everybody's right for everyone. People have different things that they want in their life. Uh, Different things are important to different people. There are folks who think I'm a lunatic, mad hatter, and other people who think I'm a hero. So. Mm You know, it's, it's going. It's all perspective, and it's that's all the kind of thing that's going to happen. That uh, that juxtaposition, uh, the, the the split of people and how they yeah. perceive you, is going to happen more the more confident you are, and the more you know who you really are, right. and the more you act on who you really are, and the more uh, or the less afraid you are to be who you really sure. are, the more likely people are going to see you and have a very strong opinion about you. If you're just that uh, person who's off in the background somewhere, well, you're not. You're a real non-issue to most people, and so those kind of divisions won't happen they won't have to decide about what they think about you because mm-hmm. you're nothing to them you're uh, never going to please everyone at the same time but you shouldn't try right yeah you'll, exactly. you'll go insane trying to do something like sure. that and that's it, part of self-confidence well and i think about myself uh i don't consider myself some might consider me egotistical or whatever but i don't consider myself that way i don't like you know look, looking at pictures of myself i don't uh <laughs> you know i i don't uh, seek, pointed the studio cam away from the shrine to ian on the wall i don't <laughs> seek glory uh you know I don't seek recognition or or, or anything like oh, that. Oh, come on! You but like the, being but, a big radio star? No, I don't. No, that's no. why I, you know my email is not even on the the website. You, 
Mark's is the first email there. Yeah. Bother, bother him with your Ian, yeah, I don't think you come <laughs> off as egotistical at all, no, but you, you do don't. sound but confident. I'm confident. Right, I know exactly, exactly what I'm doing, and uh, and I'm I'm working my plan. You know, hey, thanks for the call. I hope that helped. Uh, appreciate it. Good luck, Barbara. More, yeah, more coming up. This is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time, though, for your call if you make it now. 800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Stephanie. And Sam. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. The features there we give away, so enjoy those. And if you uh, you want to listen online, you can do that there. We've got live streams, broadband and dial-up flavors, as well as our webcam and listen lines that actually allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance and listen to Free Talk Live around the clock. Uh, Stephanie, you asked me for that number earlier tonight, mm-hmm. and it's it's a great little service. It costs you whatever the long distance call costs. So if it's free nights and weekends for you, it's a free call. Uh, 760-569-7752 to get Free Talk Live around the clock. 760-569-7752. As we continue with your phone calls, Jason is in Oregon. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Jason. Hello? Hey, Jason, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Hey, uh, I called originally to, uh, you addressed my email yesterday about the, uh, my, my cancellation of my AMP subscription. Ah, oh, yes. Uh, we talked about morality yeah. and mm. uh, the Arizona people, or people that are boycotting Arizona businesses because the government people there have decided to pass a police state law. And I, I think it's not, I don't think it's fair uh, to boycott a business based on what the criminals that happen to live in the, uh, the general area decide to do. You're right. You made some very good points, and 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 you know I whipped that email off pretty quick, and my analogy was very poor. Um, <laughs> so uh, you know I, I would agree with you that uh, that in general, if you're running a a business that 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 um, that depends on products or services that you're buying, you know, like you know a large business, if it's if it's your uh, if it's your well, your welfare that depends on on purchasing stuff from Arizona, you don't have a whole lot of choice. I guess I was thinking in more of a individual sort of sense because I mean, tourism, for instance, is the third largest industry in Arizona, and I know the only money I'm going to be giving to Arizona. I have a lot of friends down there, and so it'd be it'd be tourism traveling down there, or if I were like on Amazon and I saw a vendor was in Arizona. Um, but, but I mean, but wait a minute, but wait a minute. Okay. For me to change my summer plans to say, Hey, I'm not going to go visit my friends in Arizona. I'm going to, I'm going to drive around the state. I'm not going to visit the grand Canyon this summer. I missed your statement. If you're driving around, aren't you going to be buying gas and stuff in the, in the state? And that gives money to the state government and then in the federal government. And I mean, where do you draw the line? You know? Well, I wouldn't drive through Arizona. Okay. <laughs> so you would you would not you would not let me see if I got you straight here. You're saying that uh, because of what the politicians and some of the people in Arizona support, uh, this new stop and ID law that uh, has been so much uh, news reported on, uh, because of that, you would avoid seeing your friends in Arizona. Well, if I were planning, if I were uh, my, I was planning on doing a road trip this summer, but my whole my whole life just changed. But uh, but if I were planning a vacation this summer, like a road trip. I would make an active choice to avoid the state. 
even though you have uh, multiple friends down there that uh, that you I've got otherwise everywhere. And I are you doing busy, that, you know? Jason? Are you doing that because you want to avoid the law, or because you don't want to give money to the businesses that are in Arizona? Like, what's your reason for avoiding? It's it? not. It's not about avoiding this businesses in particular, but. But I, I mean, you're, you're right. You made the great point that well, if you, if you're not going to give your money to them, if, if you make the choice to boycott businesses there, then I mean, given given the state that the condition we're in in general in the in this country, you know, well, why give your money to anybody? Which which I would agree with. I if I if I had the choice, I wouldn't give my money to anybody who. <laughs> if I if I had the option, I would only support businesses. You know that that. Uh, that uh, you know worked in cash and didn't pay. Sure, taxes. sure. Yeah, yeah. I've come and, up against this myself. Like, yeah. uh, like the the uh, there was the uh, the national service program that it was being batted about and likely will come back up. It's just kind of been, uh, I, I guess, kept quiet. I don't know where they're at with uh, with creating that, but there was some hubbub about it, and some of the big corporations were coming out in favor of you know national service. And so we found out that Target uh, was one of those companies, and there's a Target here in in Keene, and so, okay, well, let's not shop shop at Target anymore, so that leaves Walmart, and, well, Walmart is also bad because they do this and this and this with uh, with the government, and you you can't find a a company out there that's uh, not in some way in bed with them. This is like the Christians who want to, you know, support other people that believe the same way that they do, but how extreme do you want to take this? I mean... Yeah, pretty soon you're, like, shearing your own sheep and like weaving your shirts out of cotton yeah, in the yeah. backyard. I mean, it's an excellent, it, that's an excellent point. And it's just a tricky issue for me. I mean, you, you countered, you countered me very well last night and I'm still up in the air about it. I, I mean, I agree with you, but at the same time, it just feels, it doesn't feel quite right. Um, I kind of think you have to draw an arbitrary line somewhere. I mean, if you really don't feel comfortable, I agree. Just don't call me immoral for uh, yeah. you know, for buying something. Well, I from, didn't yeah. call you immoral. No, you, but you didn't just... call me immoral. But you said that uh, that you are coming from a perspective of morality, and I was coming from a perspective of uh, what was it? Uh, Pragmatism, something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. So well, in this... roundabout terms, you basically suggested that uh, you were more moral than me. How about that? But. Uh, I would disagree for that. Uh, I don't think. I, I think you're probably more moral than me in general. Oh, you're just being nice now. Because <laughs> uh, you're but, on the phone. Uh, I mean, it, it was probably a poor issue for me to bring up as All right. The so, so, so what your example was, for our listeners that don't know, since they weren't, uh, they may not have been tuned in at the time, your example was that, well, you felt that Free Talk Live has been dropping its principles or that, uh, you know, we're, we're not as, uh, as principled as uh, Stefan Molyneux, who is this brilliant philosopher who has his own, uh, his own internet show. Uh, so, what are some of the it's other examples so you might want to give? It's not so much that you're not you're not as principal. It's just that late. Uh, I guess maybe since since I've become more attuned to this, I, I've become more I've become more attuned to the the subtleties of the philosophy. And so, I just I guess where it comes up more is when you guys talk about um, New Hampshire specific, like. You, you guys constantly come back to the arguments between the political activism and the and civil disobedience in New Hampshire, for instance. Okay. And when you talk with people uh, from the community there who, you know, arguing either side, all I hear, uh, I've started to I notice, like, you guys both throw all these arguments from effect out, and... And no, and, and avoid You're drilling about a logical down, fallacy? down to the, the, the basic principles that underlie everything we all okay, agree can, on. Okay, can you give me a tangible example of what you're referring to? 
like, like for instance, um, this is a long one, but it stuck in my mind, and this is when it started. I started uh, noticing it was um, Dennis. What's his name? Dennis, Dennis the guy Goddard. who uh, he's in the in the in the legislature there. Uh, you've had him on the show a couple times. In uh, he's not in the legislature, but he is a very busy uh, political activist. Yes, and and you guys were talking about uh, you guys were talking about marijuana activism, mm-hmm. and he was talking about the legislation they're trying to push through there, and, and all of that, and how the 420 events you guys hold. Use the phrase, use the phrase. You, you the activists are co-opting the narrative of uh, Dennis of, said that. Yeah, mm-hmm. of this movement, uh, uh, as far as. As far as uh, meaning, we're setting the tone. The, the disobedience activists, he believes, are setting the tone and and re- poisoning the well for the political activists. Right, and and you got and you missed a great chance to nail him on like the basic principles that that underlie freedom found uh, the you know the foundation of freedom philosophy. And it, it and what would that it, have been? Well, first of all, how come you didn't well, call here, him and I, say I, that? I'm referencing I'm re- I'm referencing Stefan, so it, it worked out beautifully. Actually, he he uh, Stefan made an in- interesting point, calling defining cho- narrative as choice. Yep. Um, which I would agree with. The the story you live in your life is defined by the choices you make. So for him to say that you're co-opting his narrative is to say you're co you're you're, you're co- trying to control the choices he can make. Yeah, I had this conversation with Mark actually on after this happened. We were kind of having this discussion, and one of the things I think that wasn't really addressed by you guys on the air, and you can only do so much. You're doing the show live and and thinking on your feet, but really, Dennis seems to believe that there's really only one narrative, and that it's his version of how the uh, the things are supposed to unfold here in New Hampshire. And anybody who does something that that might cause some difficulties or some extra work for his narrative is doing it wrong. So how did we respond to that? Because I don't even remember how I responded. I, I can't really remember. You you kind of fell back to your main talking points that you, I, I, which I can't. You, you didn't like drive down into the nitty gritty of it, which again I understand. It's it can be kind of a difficult thing to do on a mainstream kind of radio show like this. To, to get it to like try to nail a guest on you know his semantics <laughs> so Jason you wanted to hear philosophy or I'm still kind of confused about what you would have preferred well I would have I would have called him out right there for him to say like but he, called him out I'm pretty sure we did call him out I just yeah. wish that you could remember because I don't remember how we did but I think it's calling Dennis out on advocating limiting people's choices yeah. is what he's trying to say well as Stephanie said uh, you know People like you that are, you know, more thoughtful uh, down the line than I might have been on the air, uh, you're certainly welcome to call in and make those points and get those uh, distinctions out when we drop the ball. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you because, you know, like you say, Sam, we're here doing this live and it's not not easy to think on your feet. See you tomorrow night. Attention, all active duty members and veterans of the U.S. military. Your proud service to your country entitles you with the right to participate in special VA loan programs with benefits not available to the general public, like the ability to purchase a new home with no down payment or mortgage insurance, or refi with cash out up to 100% of your present home equity with less strict credit criteria. You are entitled to these benefits. Review them online at varadio.com. 
This is Tim Lewis from iFreedom Direct and a veteran of Operation Iraqi Freedom. I want you to know that as a member or veteran of the United States military, you've earned special rights and privileges. On your feet and get the details at varadio.com. iFreedom Direct Corporation is a private lender approved by the VA and licensed in most states. In certain states, certain restrictions and limitations apply. For a current list of licenses, disclosures, and all benefits, go to varadio.com. varadio.com.